man. Talk radio. Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. The same thing that Elaine Vino said. If you leave it all out there on a seventh game, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Sad that someone must lose this, but it's all a part of the sport. But they are devoting all their energy to this game, both teams. Off the tie-up, it is fair, but it came back to Yandel. Drive by Girardi in the same. For Monday, January 4th, 2021, <laughs> uh, it's the Laced Up Hockey Podcast. It's a new year. It's a new season. Uh, I'm still James Cole. You remember when we started the episodes last year joking about how funny 2020 sounded and then and then it all went downhill. So I'm not going to joke about it. Not 2021 is no joke, folks. No. Uh, I'm Bruce Bataglia. Nice. Uh, and we have with us today uh, 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 a guest. He's very nervous on the Yeah, he's, he's shaking. He's here. trying to booze himself into some sort of stability. Uh, tell us a little about yourself there, buddy. Like, do you want my real name? <laughs> <laughs> whatever you whatever you want to use man like this is all it's all up to you i'm not, i can't be your own your person what blasty fan uh... 0469 <laughs> yeah if you want yeah underscore <laughs> i am kyle hogan cool former guest of the podcast former this one-time is your, guest this yes. is your first uh episode though yes because you were you were just an interview the one time can confirm yeah yeah Nice. Um, and and what's special about you? Like, why 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 should we have you on today? Oh, this oh, is a, this I is an was, interview. He wasn't prepared. I for was that. thinking so many things when he texted me why he would want me on the podcast today. So honestly, I don't really know. Okay, maybe he wanted some funny. So content. no one should really listen to what you have to say and take it seriously. Well, I don't even know what I say most of the time, but like, definitely people should hear. I think I have some things that should be heard by the mm-hmm. public. Well, and that brings us to our one and only topic of the episode. Should they tear the Pengrove Saddle Dome to the ground? Uh, confirm or deny? Can we? Yay like, or nay? Can we get like a giant inflatable cowboy to like sit on it while it's going down? That'd be kind of cool. Start <sighs> yeah. off the stampede that way. I mean, it, it already would be kind of like watching watching a symbol yeah. crumble to the ground. It literally is a saddle. Do you, uh, oh yeah, I guess we, we should mention Kyle Hogan, a, a Calgary Flames fan. Unfortunately. Um, okay. Have you been, you've been to the Saddle Dome? Yeah, a few times. Big fan? Not a big fan? I, I like it. Everyone yeah. says it's a dump, but it's no, like the it's, oldest uh, arena it's in the league old. as of right now. So is I it think, actually now? Yep. After yeah? MSG got repaired. I, I think. I th- well, yeah, like MSG aside. I think the Islanders are playing at Nassau this year. Uh, so Like for sure? I'm pretty sure. Dear. Okay, well, they have two arenas. Dear Calgary God, doesn't have two yeah. arenas. Yeah. But... Um, that's pretty wild, though. I would never have thought it's it's the oldest. Yeah, that's... It, it opened for the Olympics back in 88, I guess. I, was that when it was ground, yeah. like ground broke for that event? I think that's why they built it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it was called the Olympic Stadium when it was built. Right, right, yeah. right, right. 
Oh, yeah, that, that is true. Madison Square Garden, then Nassau, and then Scotiabank Saddledome. Hmm. Scotiabank Saddledome. Wow. So it's time you for the arena. Yeah. You know what the next one is? Kind of kind of surprised. ACC? I mean, it makes sense. What's that? ACC? No. Oh? No, there's there's several older oh. than that. There's oh. about I'm gonna guess. most of the leagues, actually. The, Interesting. The, the Leafs have one of the newer arenas in the league. It is the <laughs> United Center. 95. No. No, 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 not a bad, not a bad guess though. You're you're like a year off. Oh, there yeah. are two, two arenas that opened in 1993, which should be a Bell decent, Center, a decent giveaway. No, really, no, Bell Center is newer. Bell Bell Center, uh, 1996. Huh. The mid 90s were the glory days for opening NHL arenas for sure, because most of them are like I shit you not. The Leafs have one of the newest arenas in the league. Mm. The St. Pete Times Forum in Tampa, Florida. The Leafs have the Leafs are tied for like the seventh newest rink. It's pretty wild. That's fucked. What? Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. We were looking for the um, uh, Ooh. SAP Center in San Jose, California. TD former, formerly the Pavilion, Ooh. right? Yeah. And uh, we were looking also for the Honda Center, or formerly known yeah. as the Arrowhead Pond. In Anaheim, California. Pond. So, yeah, both in 1993. So, right on. There you go. Um, so that concludes the uh, stadiums update portion of the list. No yeah. new stadiums to talk about, just a bunch of old ones. Oh, maybe next week. Yeah. Uh, That's speaking, our new segment now. Spe- speaking of new stadiums, uh, the World Juniors are taking place in Edmonton. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, not a bad segue. Yeah, I hate gonna, Edmonton, I'm gonna, man. I'm claim it. Well, just calm down. I, I don't like Edmonton. Well, 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 okay, but let's let's analyze this. You don't like Edmonton, the city. You don't like Edmonton, the team. You don't like the rink. What 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 is it? I, I hate everything about Edmonton and what. Have Edmonton. you been there? No, I will never. Oh, well, then I don't really believe you. It's not. Saying. I don't know. Like I, I didn't like hate it. it. Everyone I know that's ever been there just trash talks it. I think it's uh, fine. I like it. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's like I've going been, to Winnipeg. I, I liked Calgary. Well, you wouldn't know. Well, I've been to Winnipeg. You, you haven't been to Edmonton. What? Well, uh, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Winnipeg, I can I can understand for sure. It's a shithole, but you know, I think Edmonton's fine. Edmonton's nice. Like Cal- I like Calgary better as a city. It's just like, weird how yeah. Edmonton has this like sort of rural area in the middle of the city where it's just like. Well, I mean, I guess a lot of cities have that Central Park. Hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, the World Juniors, anyway, are taking place there, whether you like it or not, uh, Kyle. And Red Deer, right? Well, no, it's it's a bubble. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're playing in a bubble. Okay. This is really great. You're a great guest, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Mint. <laughs> uh, have you watched any of uh, the World Juniors? I have been, yes. Okay. I have been, James. Okay. Um, I, I think I've, I've caught pretty much part of every game uh, to this point um first first off obviously we got the semifinals coming tonight when you when you hear this episode uh, followed by the gold medal and bronze medal games tomorrow um up to this point because we'll talk about those four main teams uh, as as we go what's what's been the, the biggest fun factor for you as, as as someone watching this tournament um up to this point uh, personally, for me, I think Team Germany is something been crazy cool to watch. Uh, minus the game against Canada when half their roster was out, including their starting goaltender. And this was the first year they ever qualified for a quarterfinal, I believe. And just watching some of the up-end talent that they have coming out of Germany is something very cool to watch. Like Especially watching Tim Stutzel. Or Stutzla? 
I don't know, pick your poison, but yeah, well, I, I, no, I just have to say that. I can tell you that. It's, it's Stutzla. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, what about Trebek call him? He's, they call him Stutzel? Stutzel? I don't know. Uh, I can't I don't remember. Said. Famous last words. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, I'm, and you know what? I'm, I'm glad you brought up shit. Germany because, like, obviously, <laughs> RIP. They, um, they, they've, they've earned a lot of respect, I think, from this tournament. They finished third in the group. Uh, you talked about their first appearance in the quarterfinals. That was that was fantastic to see. Uh, but it also kind of spurred this ongoing conversation that we've seemed to be finding ourselves in, uh, at least on social media, about reducing the size of the tournament because Germany got blown out by Canada, sixteen to two or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's a really uh, pretty dumb idea, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I don't, I don't really know where the logic in that comes from. Um, no one wants to watch a blowout. I I, I know that, but it's like just, every sport has them. It's mm-hmm. just like there was this whole argument about all these like blowouts, how blowouts are up this year and everything like that. And it's just like, do you ever consider why they're up this year? It's because uh, half the tournament had COVID. And so the ones who recovered and are playing probably are not 100%. Uh, the guys who are playing in the tournament, a lot of them are NHL players. So the teams that are good are going to be way better than they normally are on a normal year. And the teams that are bad are still bad. So when you have a bunch of NHL players running at Austria for fucking 60 minutes, like, what do you think is going to happen? You know? And it, it's something that I feel like no one took any sort of, like, took it into consideration. Because they were talking about how this was one of the most imbalanced years since 2005. You know what else happened in 2005? It was a fucking lockout. And everyone playing in the tournament was an NHL player. So, uh, to me, it, the argument is just baseless. It's everyone panicking because this year's had a little, a few too many games that were completely blow up blown out and it's a stupid argument like i i when when have we ever had an issue with this tournament in the past like every year we're all excited to watch this tournament everyone thinks it's great hockey the teams that aren't even good are just happy to be there and are super excited and and might even win a game that they shouldn't have won and that'll be the coolest thing that they're that they're ever going to do but like we've never had this conversation before it just kind of came up out of nowhere because it's been a bunch of extremes this year and furthermore these countries that aren't very good, this is what they strive to be. They strive to get there. And then once they get there, they can figure out how to make their hockey program better to maybe become a Sweden or a Russia. Like, that's what Austria wants. Austria wants to compete with the big boys. Denmark wants to compete with the big boys. Latvia, for years, God bless them, their program's not getting any better, but, like, they're trying. And that's what these guys are striving for, is to get to this tournament, to try to get their program to be better and then these players want to go to this tournament because they want to play against the best players that they can play against and have the big moments so it makes sense for the executives to want to be there it makes sense for the players to want to be there until you see germany just say well fuck it like it's not worth it anymore we're we're not even going to try like what what does that even mean Mm -hmm. i like i just i don't get it i don't i don't understand the argument at all and that and that's a country where again like 10 years ago, we're, we're talking about, like, yeah, what's the goal here? Like, to show up and get blown out of the building and then not be back next year? And here they are, you know, uh, playing in a, in a quarterfinal match with, with two wins under their belt uh, in, the, in the round robin. So, clearly there's been a growth in the game in Germany. Um, we're looking at a team like Switzerland, who took a what you might call a big step back this year. But, hey, they, they've beaten Canada before. They, they've beaten Russia before. Like, that's a team that can can hang with the big boys. Yeah, they had a bad, they had a down year for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Like, we, we saw this a few years ago. Finland ended up had to, had to play for relegation the year before it hosted the tournament. 
No one's calling for Finland to get, uh, no. you know, exactly. kicked out of the tournament or anything like that. It happens. Teams go through bad years. You know, yeah. it, it's a ebb and flow. Uh, but it's what makes the tournament fun. Like we all remember watching Denmark win their first game ever. Like how fucking cool was that? Definitely. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's nice to sit here and say, yeah, Canada won gold. I'm a, I'm a fan because I'm from Canada. But I have more fun watching Germany, watching Denmark, watching these up and coming teams where maybe the team itself isn't on a level that matches the rest of the talent in the tournament, but there's always one or two guys that stands out. And now you're having fun just watching that guy. You know what I mean? Like, how fun was Nico Heischer a couple years ago for the Swiss? Unreal. First overall pick, rest of the team, not very good, but he puts them on her back, and here we go. Now we got a team. Now we got a game. So, I don't know. I, I like this tournament for that reason alone. Um, and, and like I said, blowouts happen in every sport. So, uh, to, to freak out over a few bad games is... Completely ridiculous. Do you remember in, like, the early 2010s when, like, Canada wasn't doing, like, super good at the tournaments anymore? Like, after, after they lost that John Carlson game in Regina, and then there was the Nugent Hopkins year where the team was awful, and then the next year, Neil Yakupov's the first overall pick, and there were a few years there where, like, people forget when Nathan McKinnon was 18, Nathan McKinnon was not expected to be the Nathan McKinnon that we now know. Mm-hmm. Like, no one ever talked about him being a generational talent. He was supposed to be a real good player. But people kind of thought he was going to be better than Nugent Hopkins is, but more so like, you know, nothing super crazy. Jason Spetz. But, sure, but yeah. it, so like in the early 2010s, there was a very real discussion that Canada's hockey program was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And then Connor McDavid came around and that tournament happened and you know what I mean? And since then Canada's been kind of back to it, but like... There's no real reason for people to be super reactionary based on one year, especially at that level of hockey. Like, it's unfair to sit here. It's unfair to basically look at USA the past few years who have had great teams that have gone nowhere and say that there's a problem with their hockey program. Well, no, they're they're producing more NHL draft picks than they ever have. And it's going up at an alarming rate if you're from any other country. So... Like, there's no reason for them to be super reactionary either. It's just like, I think the idea of Austria beating Russia in a game and throwing a huge fucking wrench into how the the semi or quarterfinals are going to look. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of it's a tournament. This yeah. is a tournament. It's not a. It's not necessarily like the Olympics or anything like that. This is like a just a junior hockey tournament. That's all it is. Definitely. Yeah. Every, everybody loves their, you know, Rendezvous 87 where you've got the Canes and the Russians and it's the best two teams in the world facing off. It's a fantastic hockey game, but just as many people like the Miracle on Ices where you've got some scrappy underdog team that shows up and kicks the crap out of number one team in the world, right? So it, it goes both ways. You, you can't have you can't have your, your underdog stories without your blowouts. You know what I mean? Like that. that's how you establish what an underdog story is. If you've got eight teams that are all relatively equal... Okay, great. I'll just watch twenty three to two hockey games, and yeah, it's fun, I guess. But it's it's not really creating any sort of narrative. There's no excitement to the to the overall arc of the tournament. Like if I've already seen USA play Finland and Sweden play Canada, and all the best teams have played each other the round robin, it doesn't make the the quarters that much more interesting either, right? Like if I'm if I'm watching all these matchups for the second time of the tournament. Who the hell cares? Yeah. But the whole thing was that, man, when is Canada going to play Russia, right? Like, that's what everyone's talking about this year is when do Canada and Russia finally meet? Um, 
All right. Well, speaking of Canada, Russia, good good time as any to transition over to uh, what the tournament has left in store for us. Like I said, tonight we've got the semifinals: Canada taking on Russia, and uh, the late game: Finland and the U.S. The top two seeds in each pool should be some pretty good hockey games. Um, let's start with uh, the, the late game: U.S. Finland. Uh, what do you guys think is going to happen there? I don't know. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. Um, personally, I think, I think, honestly, this is the tournament for the United States to lose. They have arguably the MVP on their team in Trevor Zegras. He's been putting on a clinic and I, pretty good. I believe, um, pretty overrated. He, he's an Anaheim duck pick. Yeah. Correct. Like ninth overall in the draft he's last gross. year, I believe. He's gross. Yeah. Cra- crazy good hockey player. And they're talking gross. about this guy being the MVP of the tournament. Yeah. And usually the MVP who, who leads the tournament scoring, I'd, believe they put a stat it was like over the last 15 years whoever leads the tournament in scoring that team usually goes on to win the gold medal so if you're just going based off statistics it should be the united states tournament to lose and kind of like you were saying like everyone's waiting for when's russia gonna play canada um i think a lot of people second to that want to see canada play against the united states yeah there's nothing that compares to canada playing the united states for a gold medal yeah I, I I feel like this would be a good year for that, too. Just because I think USA has more firepower in their lineup than I think we thought they were going to have. You know, like Z-Grass aside, anyway, you look at their lineup and it just kind of dropped off fairly quick. Like, it was very good on the high end kind of thing. But, I mean, like, Z-Grass doesn't really come as a huge surprise. Like, he, he had a decent tournament last year. And a lot of people during the draft last year were saying that even though he we went ninth overall that there was a very good chance that he's the most talented player in the draft. And I was one of those people being like, yeah, he, he is. And now this year, like, everyone's like, wow, Trevor Zegras, ooh, ooh, And it's like, well, yeah, he's fucking unbelievable. Like, he's really, really good. It's just, does he want to back check at an NHL level? And I'm sure he's gonna. So, yeah, he's fucking great. Do you believe he would be playing in this tournament right now? Had there been no pandemic happening, would, it be, would he be playing for the Anaheim Ducks right now? He should. I mean, what what the Ducks want to do at a developmental level is up to them, but I think I think he's good enough to be there anyway. Anaheim's not the greatest team either, really. Nor the deepest. Not the deepest, no. anyway. I, I, fuck. I'm going to try to name some of their forwards right now. So they have Getzlaff. <laughs> they have Raquel. So that's, that's two. They have Silverberg. Is three. Adam Henrique is four. Eight more to go. Sam Steele. Is he on the team yet? Yep. Okay, that's five. Uh, yeah. Is Troy Terry playing yet? Is he in the so lineup yet? Yeah. Okay, yep. that's six. Fuck, the future is now in Anaheim, eh? My, my point is just like, I don't. I They're not great. Like, they're not very deep. Troy Terry's the sixth name I could come up with. Like, it's not a great team. How about, uh, how about 36-year-old David Backus? <laughs> He's on He's, the there's, there's no way that he, he makes the team. Is there? Yeah? What do you, what do, you do with him? He's Well, he isn't, isn't he an no... LTIR guy at this point? No. He did, did he play last year? Yeah. Like, he played in Anaheim. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why I thought he got traded there as, like, an LTIR situation. Uh, Murray said he's going to be on the roster this year how until many... he gets hurt. How many uh, until he gets her? How many uh, years left on that deal? Uh, this is last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, that was that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Remember, he's thirty-seven. Really? Yeah. 
He's been out of St. Louis that long. Yeah. That's fucked. Well, he was on Boston for what? A couple years, yeah. Two years, yeah. Yeah. Um... So I I I think the U.S. is definitely the better hockey team here, but there's something about the Finns that kind of just they're. they're I think the Finns. I think the Finns no, are gonna win that game. They got no quit. Like you saw it against yeah. Sweden, they could have rolled over and died there. Well, uh, yeah, and that's the thing with Finland, right? Is Finland has like there's nothing to lose. They have the every year they have the reverse sort of effect of Sweden, where Sweden comes in, walks through the fucking uh, preliminaries. And then all of a sudden it comes to a, some sort of a final and they just fucking fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Whereas Finland comes into the tournament every year and every year we're just sitting here being like, yeah, they're not the best team in the tournament or anything like that. But they fuck, they go to the semis like every year. Yep. Like they're there every year and it's just, they have no, like you said, they have no quit. And USA, I mean, again, not that I'm, not that I'm trying to make the other side of the argument here. Mm-hmm. They have a very, very rich history of choking over the last ten years. So, Two. like, they're they're on more than one occasion. We've come into this tournament, and it's been like USA is the best team in in the tournament, and they have just fallen asleep for whatever reason for a bunch of the games. Not even just not even just the wrong game, like mm-hmm. a bunch of the games. And now we're at this point here, where the team, yeah, they're good, but are they the best team in the tournament? No. Are they the best team left? No. Are they one of the best teams left? No. I think Finland's going to beat them. Yeah. I think they're going to fall asleep again. Really? Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, they're again. The Finns have nothing to lose in this tournament. They've 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 got two goals in the last six years. They've proven they can win this thing. Uh, there's just something about their their program. Their Finland, team. Finland's they, got a gritty D too, yeah. man. And I I just feel like that's not a great recipe for the states mm-hmm. at this point. Do you believe in a one-game elimination, like how the World Juniors is? Is it reasonable to say that your offense can be good enough to outscore your mistakes in a one-game situation? Or does your goaltender have to be the reason why you win a one-game elimination game? I mean, that's that's the the great battle of hockey, right? right. It's, it's defense versus offense. It's, it's one game. So you, you, can, you can outscore your mistakes, but... Your goalie has to be good, too. Of course. I mean, more often than not, the best goalies in this tournament are on not good teams. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you like you look back to years ago, and Joran Van Pottelberga, or whatever the fuck, for yeah. Switzerland, was the best goalie in the tournament for two years in a row. And Peter didn't, didn't even make it to the NHL. Like, Dennis Godla oh, is another guy. Freak, We're never yeah. going to see him again for mm-hmm. Slovakia, I think he, he was. Yeah. Uh, and then there was even, there was another guy, too. Maybe Denmark or Switzerland again had a guy like a few years ago. Like it happens all the time. And I even think back to the year that I was there. Like the best goalie in the tournament, looking back on it, was probably Jacob Markstrom. And the best goalie at the time was Jacob Markstrom. But did Sweden win the gold medal? No. Who won the gold medal? Canada. Who was their goalie? Dustin Tokarski, who was not good in that tournament. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it just, it. you're right. Like, I, I think you can outscore your mistakes to some degree. Because that year that I was there, that's how Canada won. Like, they won because going into the gold medal game, their offense, I shit you not, was averaging seven and a half goals a game. Or it might have even been more than that. I don't know. But it was it was a high number. It was mm-hmm. fucked. Uh, so that brings us to the, the Canada-Russia matchup. I was going to add in one more yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. About the goaltending thing. Uh, I believe the United States goaltender, two nights ago, he broke the record for longest shutout streak in world junior history. Spencer Knight. 
hmm. over three straight games with a shutout. So that's why I was saying, like, if it comes down to a, a goaltending thing, who's going to outscore each other? I think the United States is going to win a dogfight like that. Low-scoring game, I, I would air with you. Like, yep. Finland could definitely take and, it. And but that's right. one of the things, though, if you're... If you're like, their goaltending's good. That That is true. But if you're telling me that both teams in the game are going to get, like, two or less goals, that's not a great recipe for USA, I don't think. Like, it's just one exactly. of those things that if we're getting into a game where it's going to be offense-based, I like USA's chances. But if you're telling me it's a it's a chess match, that that doesn't sound like it's a game that USA is on the is on the winning side of. Yeah. And the other part yeah. of that, too, you got to, like, remember is that we've seen Spencer Knight get chased in this tournament already. And he gave up four goals in the first, what was it, eight minutes of that game against Russia on, on, on uh, Christmas Day. Yep. So you're right, he's played well, but there's been some cracks in the armor. Definitely. And it could happen again, I think. you know The, the Finns have a, a pretty potent offense, uh, surprisingly, which they normally don't. They're, they're third in the tournament in scoring. And they're they're normally not. It's it's all about the defense and their goaltending. Typically, they they've got some firepower this year. Who is uh, Finland's captain? Mundell. He, that guy's a freak. He he yeah, was outstanding in the game against Sweden. He's gonna be really good. Honestly, pretty, pretty good. Uh, Canada, uh, I'm right? also I, just for the record yep. cheering for Finland because uh, there are several Toronto Maple Leafs there prospects are. on the team, and there are none on USA. So <laughs> when Spencer Knight got chased, Dustin Wolf, That's... Flames prospect, shout out, save the day. Yeah. Well, they still lost that game, so I don't know if he saved yeah. the day. But yeah, it should yeah, be you know, it well. should be noted to that logic. I'm actually cheering for the Russians too yeah. because of Rodion Amarov and yeah. Abramov and the other guy. Who's the third guy? Askarov. No, that's no, that's that's Nashville's goalie. We have the Wait, backup. No, yeah, but but he has like the same name. Our, it's it's longer. But it's uh, Archer <laughs> Aktyamov. That's his name. I'm probably saying that wrong. Fuck. I'm I'm gonna go through he's, life. He's nuts. Thinking that we have Askarov, and then the day he gets oh, called up for Nashville, I mean, like, it's gonna be rough. Well, buddy. what did we do there? Yeah. How come we traded him to Nashville? Uh, Canada, Craig Russia Smith. in the other semifinal. Uh, I think this is the matchup everyone's talking about. Obviously, you know we live in Canada, but I think honestly these are the two best teams in the tournament. I think this is the prototypical gold medal game. I think whoever wins this is taking home the gold. Um, and that being said, uh, I'd like to congratulate the uh, 2021 gold medal champion Team Russians. Wow! Uh, wow! I, I don't, I don't think Canada's got it in them to uh, to get by them. Really? Based on what? But yeah. What's your rationale? Canada has looked very complacent uh, throughout their games. Uh, a team that goes out there, they look like they just expect to win, and they have, they have won. But there's been a lot of times we saw it against that, you know, that game against uh, the Slovaks. Uh, they just didn't have that extra determination or, or motivation or whatever you want to call it to to up the ante. They just kind of went out there. Their forwards seemed to go through the motions, do their shift, get off the ice, and just had this 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 seemingly mental aura around them that we're going to win this hockey game, and we don't really have to put in much effort. We don't have to really do anything to, in order to win this hockey game uh, the same thing against the Czechs the other night uh, in the quarterfinals I, I was not impressed with the game against the Czechs the Czechs they they handled the Russians pretty well in the round robin uh, they're, they're a good defensive against uh, uh, defensive team uh, with very little uh, offensive uh, firepower so uh, an- another another game that just kind of scared me where if if the Russians 
the way they've played all, all tournament long, come out and do that against Canada, uh, you're talking about the best goal in the tournament and a pretty potent offense that I think could be a recipe for disaster against a Canadian team that maybe hasn't been challenged enough to this point uh, to, to know what's in front of them. A potent offense that got shut out by the Czech Republic and only put up two goals against Germany. Yeah. And you still be- believe? Yeah. yeah. The- I, I disagree with you for two reasons. And the, the first one is um, a comment on what happened against the Czech Republic. Like, I agree with your assessment of the game in, in, a, in a sense. I don't agree that um, that the three nothing or three three nothing three one was the final three one three three nothing against against three. Czech Canada three to, three to uh, one three one yeah, it was three one like I, it, to me having watched the game it was more of a situation where I honestly thought that like Canada didn't give the Czechs much like the Czechs got like thirty shots but there there weren't a ton of super crazy scoring chances. I, I thought that, I didn't look at the numbers, but I thought Canada controlled the possession vastly in that game. And it, to me, it just looked like a situation where that was Canada's intent. I don't think they ever really thought that they were going to be able to run the checks out of the building with their offense. I think they just kind of knew they had to outpossess them, and it was going to be a matter of if the Canadians had the majority of the scoring chances, they were going to win the game. And I think that that's all that they were really worried about, is just making sure that we might... We're going to outscoring chance you. It, it might be ten to eight, but we're going to make sure instead of it being thirty to you know twenty eight, we're going to make sure that we take advantage of the chances we get, but just not give you any. Mm-hmm. And it it just it felt very it felt very like Olympicy to me in that sense. Like it just reminded me of more twenty fourteen Sochi Team Canada Olympic. Like it just they're for sure the better team. And they're going to beat you, but it might not be fun to watch. And it, and it wasn't. Like, it really wasn't a fun game to watch. My other point uh, on top of that is just that last year, we said the same thing about the Canadian team. Right? Like, going into that semifinal game, the constant narrative was like, when is this team going to get going? When is this team going to get going? And, uh, like, I don't know if a lot of people did, but I remember sitting here the whole tournament being like, they're going to fucking get going. Like, just just wait. Like, it's going to happen. And I sort of... I don't know if I believe in this team as much as I did last year. Because um, I just think there's a little bit less grit that made me feel a little more comfortable with the team last year. But I think this is a team that knows how good their defense is. And I think that they're trying to play to that strength. I have a feeling that if you get into a game with the Russians where it's going to be a little bit faster paced and you want to match up high-end against high-end, I feel like Dylan Cousins matches up against anyone in the tournament at this point. So if that's where the game goes, I feel very, very good about Canada's chances. I'm not really sure what to make of Quentin Byfield at this point. It's kind of another problem I have with the team. Like, he's obviously really good, but I just, I don't know if he's a guy that's necessarily going to take over the game at this stage. I feel like he's going to take a little bit of while... A little bit of He's time to really grow. Team, right? He is yeah. for sure, and people forget that. I mean, another thing is too, and it's like I honestly I can't remember the last time I complained about a coaching decision at the World Juniors that a Canadian coach made that wasn't about goaltending. Jack Quinn has got to stop playing so much. Like he he's just not very good. I I don't understand where they're seeing a lot with him. He's not bad, 
but the play dies on his stick all the time. I remember reading that as like a scouting report before the World Juniors that that happens to him in the OHL. And I'm like, well, how can that be? He's a ninth overall pick. And then I, I've watched him for five games and it's not great. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not great. Like they need to give more time to like literally everyone else. There, There is one more point of concern that I have with Team Canada. And it, it more comes into effect should they get past the Russians. And that is you have written... Devin Levi, every minute of every game, and you're going to ask him to go back to back, potentially against the Russians and then the U.S. or, or the Finns. I don't love that. I, I think we should have given a, uh, at least one of the games to uh, to Taylor Gauthier at this point, given a little bit of rest to Devin Levi. At least if you know what you have in your backup goalie before the medal round, and you got to put him in in the gold medal game on a back to back. You kind of know what you have. Uh, it makes me nervous. I mean, I, I agree with you in principle, but there's also the fact that Canada gave up four shots a night until the <laughs> until the Czech Republic game. Like, like there's also that. Like, Devin Levi's played five games. He's mm-hmm. faced 91 shots. Like, that's that's two to three games usually, but right? It's still mental, the, right? It's, it's like, been getting more and more. The Finns... We saw it's, them come it's out getting, firing. It's getting more and more, but it like it goes back to it where it's like he he made whatever twenty nine of thirty saves uh, against the Czechs last night or uh, on Saturday night. But like I I I mean I could be wrong. Like this is just eye test talking. Yeah, yeah. I really don't think the Czechs had a lot of great scoring chances. Like I don't remember Levi having to be. I don't remember him being super busy. Like he was just turning away a lot of perimeter shots and shit like that. And it is also worth noting that Levi hasn't played every minute. Like Devin, whatever Garan, Garan, I forget his first name, played for played for a period, and made four or five saves. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I definitely sympathize with the point, but I don't think it's gonna. I don't think at this stage that it's a concern for yeah. me. If they had ridden him into the ground, and you know what I mean, if this were a situation where it was Joran Van Pottelberga and he was at. <laughs> 210 saves on 220 shots over five games. Be like, well, that's not going to hold up. Sure, it's 45 shots a night. That's fucked. Yeah, but yeah, something to note about him though. He's never faced a workload like this in his life. He's coming out of junior A hockey, not even major junior. He has not played a game in the NCAA. He's coming out of junior A like Rayside Balfour Canadians. That's that's a good point. Yeah. So obviously, not to knock junior A hockey, but it's it's a step under major junior, obviously. So, like you're saying, if Canada somehow gets yeah. by Russia, and then you're playing either Finland or USA, you're not. He's never faced that type of talent. Against yeah, he's used to he's used to life. playing every night, but it's not a as stressful as no, this he's is going to be. Right? Yeah. Like you're going to play Russia, and then if you win, you're in the gold medal game, and all of Canada's watching the fucking game. Like, yeah, it's a little stressful. Has like, like as much as I talked about the Finns and their and their offense, like, like they don't match up against the Russians or the U.S. Neither do the Czechs. I just, I don't know. I feel like he hasn't really been tested outside of maybe Tim that's, Stutzel in the 16 to 2. That's game. very fair to say. He, he I do really like, 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 I really like him, but it's not based off of much. Like, it's based off what I'm watching he's doing when he's not having to make saves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, I, I, I like the way he moves. He seems to track the puck very well, but yeah, you're right. I, you know, there's a good chance that tonight and tomorrow, if he, if they get to the gold medal game, that he's going to face. 70 to 80 shots here and is he ready to do that yeah i i understand the argument and uh there's really only one goalie in the tournament that i think is ready for that probably and he's on russia 
So, it's pretty good. I would, uh, if my only concern for Canada is Dylan Cousins. Hmm. And not to knock him at all, I'm talking about how good of a player he is. Canada has 34 goals for in this tournament. Dylan Cousins has got a point on 44% of those goals. Russia, USA, we didn't see it in the Finland game, but if they play them a second time, God willing. Uh, what what do you do when your top point scorer is actually like covered the whole game? You see this in the NHL with Connor McDavid. Edmonton's record when that guy doesn't get a point is like negative like eight games to one almost. Yeah. What happens when your your best guy is neutralized, especially to that amount of percentage of points on your goals for? Mm-hmm. Canada hasn't faced any adversity like that. Dylan Cousins has been the guy that's been the engine every single night. No other guy besides the Byfield game, but that was also a big blowout where Cousins also exactly. had five points in the game. Yeah where they could have gone by without it. I would agree with you if it were maybe a different situation, but I think there's a few countries that can get away with that kind of stuff, and Canada's done that in the past. Whether or not this this team can do that is a whole other argument. Exactly, but we like, haven't seen it yet. But the reason that that tends to happen is because the best player on Team Canada is so much better than their worst player because the best player on Team Canada is very often the best player in the tournament. And same thing goes for, you know, Russia, and I guess a couple other countries have that situation, but... Um, I don't I don't really see that as an issue like I do I do like their depth a lot. I think maybe their bottom six forwards have some weaknesses and that's more in the sense that I don't think they understand who their bottom six forwards are. I think they're kind of allotting the ice time incorrectly. Um but I I, I don't know. That's that's not a really as big a concern to me, I think. I think Cousins is just that good and it's it's like the previous point you made too where the team that has the leading score in the tournament most often wins the gold medal and that's that's generally why is because they are the best player usually and I think Cousins is probably the best skater in the tournament at this point so yeah he's a freak for sure other than maybe Zgrass uh, that's that's my dream matchup I want to see Canada play USA I think we're all forgetting about a certain Ottawa Senator uh draft pick well they're out Oh, you mean remaining? I mean remaining. remaining in the oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, well, yeah, Stutzla is your guy. But. I, th- I think he's, like, obviously you can't pick an MVP because he's out in the quarterfinals, sure. but sure, sure. let's just say you based it off of preliminary play, I think Tim Stutzla is the best player of, I think out of anybody. Of the tournament. And you're not going to see it point-wise, but no. did you, they put out the, uh, two days ago they showed the top five uh, point leaders in the tournament. Three of the five are German players. Still are. Like, yeah. that's crazy, and you've never seen a team, like, do that from mm-hmm. the outside. Mm-hmm. So I think it's been awesome to watch, M- minus the 16-2 to game. It's cool to see a team emerging, who now, when you watch this tournament next year, you're going to be like, when's Canada going to play against Germany? Let's let's see this. Excited to see a different matchup yeah. for once. I'm not really sure how, how good Germany's going to be next year when all these guys are graduated. I don't know, I don't know what's coming on the pipeline uh, out of that country, but... Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're not going to have Schutzel next year. You're not going to have Reichel next year. You're not going to have Sider next Well, you won't have the option of having Sider or Reichel next year. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. interesting. Like, they could take a big step back. But I think they showed a lot of people that they belong. Who is the uh, one player on Austria? I believe it's it's not. <laughs> no, he uh, he was drafted very, I believe New Jersey drafted him this year. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. The, uh, he's, like, very good. He's a high draft pick. Oh, the... Marco Rossi. Marco oh, yeah. Rossi, Hawaii's, yeah. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, yeah. And, like, that's a guy who's been neutralized because, obviously, he has no help with yeah. him on the team. But, like like you were saying before, if they were to reduce this tournament, you're never going to 
be able to have that extra scouting for those fifth, sixth, seventh rounds in the NHL draft. Like mm-hmm. all these guys are fighting for scouting too while they play. And, and uh, I believe James Duffy was talking about it two days ago. None of these players regret getting blown out. It's some of the funnest experience that they're ever going to have playing inside an NHL arena. Obviously, it sucks without the fan this, fans this year, is what many of them said, but none of them would trade this experience in for anything. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that that's the World Jays. Uh, two games to go. We'll uh, obviously give our thoughts about how this all shook down on uh, the next episode. But the NHL's coming back. We're getting down to it. There's about uh, less than 10 days now until this season is kicking off. So, of course, that means there was a bunch of trades and signings as guys scramble to get onto an NHL roster for this year because there's nowhere else to play. There's there's no minors. There's there's nothing you can do if you don't get a contract for the next few months. Wow. So, um, so we're, we're just going to kind of hit through a, a few signings here, a couple trades that happened. Uh, okay, let's, let's – what do we got here? John Marino with the Penguins. Yeah. Uh, six years, 4.4 million cap hit. Love it. Very fair okay. price. For, first thing that Jimmy Rutherford's done in like four years that I've actually really liked. Okay. Better than the Jack Johnson contract for sure. Well, most are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're going to give a defenseman six years, John Marino or Jack Johnson are your two options, probably go John Marino. Um, I, I have I have a I have a little bit I'm, I'm I, I like John Marino I'm I'm saying that because I also like this player I'm about to compare him to I'm having a, a, a wee bit of Nikita Zaitsev flashback here obviously yeah. the the cap hit isn't as dangerous but I'm just eh. no it's almost the same cap hit it's almost the exact same deal it's a hundred thousand dollars less per year and one less year like it's almost the exact I same Zaitsev deal Zaitsev was like five million a year Zaitsev was four point five oh, Marino was four point four okay. so you're not wrong okay and and to your point. I thought Zaitsev, but more so when I saw it, I thought Jacob Chikrin, hmm. who is fine and is maybe worth the four four point five that the Coyotes pay him. But like they signed that deal thinking that he was going to be worth eight million dollars in a couple of years, and he he ain't. No, so he's barely worth half that. I thought he was going to be sick. Chikrin, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing with Marino. Everyone thinks Marino is going to be sick too. There, there is a small possibility that this. This does have potential to be a deal where we look back in three years and be like, how the fuck did his agent tell him to sign that deal? Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a small, there's an average chance that he is, like, a potential Norris candidate in a couple of years. Like, he, he has unbelievable defensive numbers. If he starts putting up points, like, he is very much a Jacob Slavin, just poor man's at this point. Mm-hmm. So if he keeps getting better, because he's only been in the league for a year and a half... Yeah, this is did, unreal did, uh, deal. John Marino do his all four years in NCAA? Is he older? I would imagine. He's 23 years old. Um, okay. So He's very young still. He played three years in the NC. So. Harvard. Hot take. Who's a, who's a defenseman from the 2016 draft who we all had hopes on and has not even played an NHL game yet? Buddy, I, I, I couldn't begin to tell you. <laughs> you're, you're too fixated on Austin Matthews, eh? Ole Ulevi. Oh, yeah? I like has him. not even played an NHL game yet. We'll figure it out. Uh, definitely not. Uh, they got Travis Hamannick on PTOs. True. So definitely he, not. He's going to be a guy in like five years if he doesn't end up playing or turning out. I really want to know what happened there. Because yeah. there's there are so many stories just every year oh. about Ole Ulevi. Where, you know... You, sir, are wrong. He has played a game. One game? One game. Oh, okay. There you go. So, what's that like? 
last year, I'm guessing. in the played, bubble playoffs. He played six minutes. Six, oh, good for him. In the bubble, yeah, they put him on the line. Probably but no, I like qualifier game, yeah. It, it's, it's because they were all the, like, he missed a whole year with the concussions or whatever it was. They never actually said exactly what it was. Like, it was mm-hmm. a mysterious medical condition, if I remember correctly. Yep. And then, like, there was the report of, um, like, an unnamed player from the 2016 draft who their team had, or, like, a high draft pick from the past few years who had, like, a video game addiction. Mm-hmm. And the team had, like, tried to seek help for the player. And a lot of people online were like, fuck, like, given all the clues, kind of sounds like Ole Ulevi. Remember, like, really? Jeff Merrick? Because Jeff yep. Merrick leaked, like, a few details, but he wouldn't name the name. And then everyone's just like, well, we can probably figure out who this is. Or at least, yeah. like, get a short list of guys. So there was, like, f- I felt bad. There was, like, five or six legit players that were just getting attacked online by their team's fan base where it's like... It probably wasn't this guy, but it could be one of these five or six guys. Like, Zach Sinitian was another one where it's just like, yeah, maybe it's Zach Sinitian. You know what I mean? That like, guy was supposed to be sick, too. Like, like it, it was something about it was a top 15 pick from the last six or seven years that had a video game addiction. And they and his, their team were convinced that it was going to derail their career. And But Ole Ulevi was the one where it was like, pretty much all the dots connect there. Yeah. right? So, yeah. I'd be interested to see what happens with him. I'm so pumped Vancouver picked him. You know who went right after? I, I do. I do. Old Blasty, Matthew old, Kachuk. Old Blasty, old Matthew Kachuk. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Like, uh, imagine taking Ole Ulevi and then it's like eight pi- or f- sorry, four picks later is Sergachev. Nine <laughs> picks later is, is Charlie McAvoy. And the team that drafted Sergachev doesn't even have him anymore. That's the no. funnier part. Jacob Chikrin. <laughs> uh, the other signing today was uh, Dylan Strom, two years with the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, I didn't see that $3 million. Dollars. He was an RFA, correct? I believe so. Yeah. So $3 million bucks for the next two years for uh, Dylan Strom. That's a bridge deal, I think. he's He might still have it. He's found a home in Chicago. Though, I, well, maybe. I, think. I don't know. I don't really know if I agree with that. More but... of a home than he ever had. Sure. It's a very smart signing for him, yeah. I think, because what I was going to say initially when you just told me the deal was like, fuck, I can't believe he took more than a one-year deal, given the year that he is fucking perfect. If he doesn't have a good year this year, then fuck him. Because he has he has Whoa. every... <laughs> he, dude, he's going to be playing 23 minutes a night with Patrick Kane. There's no Taves. There's no Doc. He's the guy. He's their number one center far and fucking away. He's going to be playing with Patrick Kane. Like, if he can't put up a point per game this year or, like, .75, like, I don't know what to tell him anymore. Like, this is his opportunity to succeed. Mm -hmm. That's all they're going to have is whoever's on that top line. Load it up with DeBrincat, Strom, and Kane and just go to town and hope for the best. You know? So, I think... Initially, I assumed he was going to sign for a one-year deal. The problem is, is exactly the point that I just made, though. If he does have a bad year, this eh, could be the last contract he gets. Maybe that isn't like a league minimum one-year deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe he could be out of the league in three years. Could be one of those guys whose career is over by twenty-five, twenty-six. I hope not. I like Dylan Strome. I think he's, I think he's cool. But big fan. I hate to keep up, but you brought his name up, uh, Jonathan Taves. Like the. What he uh, announced like last week, I feel like it's important. We should talk about it. Um, oh, we, we will later on. Oh, we're getting that yeah, later on. Yeah, it's on the it's on the breakdown. I Very uh, yeah. Well, oh, fuck it. We're here now. So let's just yeah. Jonathan Taves, Kirby Doc. They're both out. Like that's kind of wild for Chicago. Both for different reasons. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Taves obviously uh, a little bit more mystique to to the story. 
Um, that was the only reason why I didn't think we were going to talk about it. It was just like, I don't know anything about it. He's just not playing. And he's sick, and we don't yeah, know why. but it's like... It's like it I, feels but like that's it's weird, more towards me- mental like normally, health, I believe. Yeah. Like, normally we get an uh, inkling. Someone's got something to throw out there. Taves is a guy where it, it could be anything, and I wouldn't put it past him not to say, though. Like, he... I, I, don't, I don't feel right about saying this, but, like, he's a super unpredictable personality, I find. Like, just a lot of the stuff he's said and done over his career is, like, very bizarre. I can't get a read on him. So, like, I... It could be anything, and I wouldn't be shocked. He could be taking a year off literally just because he doesn't want to play hockey right now, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that seems like a thing he might do. I don't know. I, I don't get the yeah. dude. I wish him well, but I've, I, I, I can't even... I can't even begin to, like, speculate what it might be because, I don't know, he's all over the map when it comes to a lot of stuff. I don't know what it could be. I mean, all all I hope is that he's doing well because I do like him. When it comes to mental health, we shouldn't speculate either. Love watching him play hockey. I'll tell you that. Kirby Doc, obviously, too, like, just real quick with him, like, Guy pleads his case to go play for Team Canada, gets named captain, and and now he's out for four to five months because his wrist needs surgery. That's... The and, worst of breaks, <laughs> if you might say. And while that happens, you uh, have all of Canada just reaming out the Rangers saying, why won't you let Lafreniere go? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, like, well, sorry, man. It's yeah. like we're in a we're in a division where uh, normally we would be a playoff team and we might be the worst team in that division this year. So we're going to keep our, our yeah. guy that yeah. we got for free. <laughs> yeah, literally. All right, back to the signings. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois wants out of Columbus real bad, so he signed a two-year deal worth $5 million dollars. Um, that's one way to get out yeah, of this. <laughs> Sign a deal. <laughs> yeah. A I mean, okay. Sign to Calgary. But, so, you make that joke. Do you know who signed almost that exact same deal and demanded a trade and then got traded out of Columbus? Is fucking Ryan Johansson. Yep. So, and Ooh. then got paid way more than he was worth. I like it. I think it's a smart move for Dubois. Get out of, get out of there. Like, they, they have a, a huge history of not wanting to pay players. And like I don't know if there I don't know if there's actually a record of this. I'd be curious to know what the single highest cap hit that Columbus has ever signed a player to a deal, because it's not very high. Like if you really think about it, who's the biggest contract they ever signed a guy to? Like I think Rick Nash got like seven and a half when he was there. Mm-hmm. That's the highest I can think of. Did Marion Gabrick sign in Columbus? No, no. And he never got like a huge payday either, right? Like he's a historically like underpaid guy, so. The, the highest they've ever signed a contract, like a player to a contract of, like I honestly can't think of what it would be, but it's it's not much higher than $8 million. And if it is, they haven't done it often. So if you're Dubois and you're looking to get paid, and you're a guy who, going back to Taves, is constantly gets like Taves comparisons and Bergeron comparisons, and it's like Bergeron, another guy, historically underpaid. But Jonathan Taves, a guy, he got his fucking payday because a team was willing to pay him. And so if Dubois gets out and goes somewhere that maybe is going to give him 9 or $10 million in a few years to be their captain and to win them a championship, like, get the fuck out of there then. I Like, I agree with that because, yeah, Columbus doesn't have a huge history of really paying these guys. So, And, it, and it's a weird mix, too, when you, when you consider Columbus and trying to convince these guys to stay in town and buy into the culture and buy into the system and everything like that. But then your head coach is John Tortorella, who just – this just rubs certain guys the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like whether he's a good coach, whether he's, you know, a, a bad guy, you can debate that all you want, but there's just certain guys that aren't going to play for a coach like that. And 
There's also there's a, like want us. there's a potential issue always with John Tortorella that you're not going to get your yeah. return on your investment in a, on a guy, right? Like you you just you don't necessarily know how he's going to work with anyone, mm-hmm. and it's always a, a roll to the dice. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me Warensky didn't get eight million or Jones Seth Jones? Warensky's five, Seth Jones is five point four. At least they get good deals. I, like, like I I honestly, man, like I. I I feel I forget what Bobrovsky was before he left. I want to say he was at like seven, seven and a half. I feel like it was like six. Rick seven. Nash at one point made like close to eight million dollars, but I don't even know if Columbus was the one who signed him to that, or if he, it was after he went to New York. I, I genuinely can't think of an instance where Columbus has paid a guy like over eight million dollars a year. Bobrovsky made seven point four two five with Columbus, so yeah. that's got to be the highest I would imagine. Although when people leave Columbus, their career tends to like take a shit. Like, look at every good guy who tried well, yes to bet on no. himself. Jeff Carter. There, there's a few people. <laughs> Jeff few Carter stand-ups. was immediately like, get me the fuck out of here. And then what did he do? One, he got like a 19-year contract with the Kings and then uh, <laughs> won two Stanley Cups. And now he gets to party with his friends. Rick Nash's did- last contract was 7.8. Wow. Does it say what team he signed it with, Columbus. though? It was Columbus? Yeah. Oh, that's the highest I can think of. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, who else would it be, right? Like, Gabrick would be a guy. But as far as I remember, he, he didn't get that big of a deal when he was there. Or I should say, maybe guys, they get out of Columbus, and then the next contract they sign with said team is just fucking terrible for that team. Yeah. Like, look at Bobrovsky's contract, well, man. Like, yeah, like Columbus sort of has this this tendency of being, like, I hate to say it, but like sort of the closest thing we have to like an Oakland Athletics of hockey, where it's just like a team where you go and then... You know the Rangers and the Kings steal all your good players. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> Florida takes like, honestly, your goalie. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's just I don't know, and it, and it's tough because it's tough because it it genuinely makes me think that there's issues at like the organizational level because hundred percent because there cards. there are a lot of teams where I would way rather play less than fucking Columbus. I've never lived in Columbus, but I hear it's I hear it's a good time. So I honestly don't even. It's just weird to me. That they have a kid in Dubois, and it's apparently an unreal place for young players to want to be, and he doesn't want to be there. And they so, sell out like yeah, most of their games too. Like they, like they have a great a good fan, fan base. base. Like people care about the team, so it's not to me like it's got to be something more related to his experience at the rink than away from it. I don't know. Do you think it's like just these players growing up? Like no one, like when you grow up watching hockey, you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to play for Columbus when I, I'm older. I mean, again, like everyone talked about. Panarin maybe wanting to be somewhere in the spotlight, but then there were a lot of reports that that wasn't the case. Like, he didn't give a fuck necessarily where he played. He just wanted to get paid. And if Columbus isn't going to give you $12.5 million to play there, but the fucking New York Rangers are going to give that to you, and your face is going to be all over the city and shit like that? Yeah, cool. Because if he goes there and he puts up 100 points a year, which he's on a good start to doing that, uh... Think of all the other money he's going to make on endorsements and shit like that and TV appearances and all this oh, stuff. Like, it's a place where you can go where you can double or triple your salary as an athlete because of all the other things that might come to you when you're there. It's the same as going to L.A. and stuff like that. So if you care about money that much, which apparently Panarin does, there's less of a chance to make it in Columbus. But there was also, like Columbus said, they weren't going to pay him that. Which, I don't know, good, good for you, I guess, but... If you don't have Panarin, who's going to want to come there and who's going to want to play there? Not even the guys you already have. So they do draft well, though. That's something that about why they've been so good. That's for what so I mean. Long. Like, like it's just I feel bad for them because they're 
not a horrible organization. They have no, they had no picks last year, so they might be in trouble in a few years. Not that we know of, though. Why do these people keep leaving? Maybe they are a terrible organization. Uh, that's what I mean. Like we might, uh, this might be a. Uh, it was happening before Torts was the coach. See there, you too. in Quebec situation in a few <laughs> years. Like who the hell knows, right? If they if they just have a bunch of losing years and people stop giving a shit. And no one wants to play there already, so definitely not going to want to play there when they're bad. I don't know. It's just they've always they've never had that success or anything to draw people in. Then they had built this culture. Then they had this playoff run, and then everyone immediately fucking left. And now it's like no one wants to play there again. And oh, by the way, the coach is John Tortorella. It's like great. Like I want to go there. You know, bring the cannon north. You might say. <laughs> True. Uh, Derek Broussard is back with his sixth NHL team what? in the last two calendar years. Uh, he signs a one-year deal with the Arizona Coyotes for one million buckaroonies. Oh, I like that. Uh, nice little, yeah, nice little playoff run with the Islanders last year. Like he looked pretty good with I'm them. A really and, big uh, Broussard guy. I, I'm, I'm not either. I'm a, I'm, no, I am a big. Oh, I'm a big Broussard oh, okay. guy. I, I love him. Loved him with Ottawa. I'm happy he's still going. Like I'll say that, but it's like <laughs> it's just kind of like I'm looking at his career and it's like this is kind of weird. What's the deal with this guy? Like he gets traded at the deadline 2018. He starts off 20, 2019 with the Penguins, gets traded to the Panthers, gets traded at the deadline to the Avalanche, goes as a free agent, signs with the Islanders. It's like this guy he's, just likes getting his travel points. Maybe, or... I don't know. He, he's a victim of being such a good player at such a low cap that it's. If a team's going to give you like a, a second th- or a third for him, why he, wouldn't you take it? He got kind of fucked, to be honest with you. Like, I, like I look at him, and, and he got traded to Pittsburgh, and was fine when he initially went there, and then the next year was it was an awful fit. He then gets traded to Florida, plays ten games there, because Florida was not even in a position where they needed him because they weren't in a playoff run. Florida was acquiring him so they could flip him for a better pick. Never works out. Uh, having been a Leaf fan and seen the Ole Okunen experiment. So <laughs> then uh, he gets traded to Colorado where he plays essentially no minutes. And then where does he sign last year but a team that plays a defensive system where he's not going to put up a lot of points. So this is a guy who I think when the Senators decided to trade him to Pittsburgh, although they thought maybe they were doing him a favor, probably fucked him out of a major payday in the long run. And now he's what? fucking how old is he like 32 33 yeah like that's fucked like it's it's over for this guy like he's not getting he's, a big he's, payday he's never he's gonna going get for a the big Mike Sillinger, uh, uh <laughs> record you know which Mike is crazy Sillinger. because this is a guy who like you know four years ago was i don't know but like a legitimate number one center he was a he was number two playing number one but like yep. he'd be a good number two center. i mean they went to the conference he, final he shows up in the playoffs his playoff numbers are insane. he's a good player yeah like, I, I like him a lot he reminds me like he's just because uh, they were on the Rangers at the same time. I look at him and Derek Stepan as very similar players. Mm-hmm. Like I just I like them both. I think they can play yep. sort of any spot in your lineup. They're reliable. They're not going to fuck you. Like they're just good NHL players. Ironically, he's on Arizona because Derek Stepan got traded out of Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Weird about that. Uh, the circle of life. Yeah. Zdeno Chara signs a thirty-five plus contract for <laughs> one year at one point five. Million, oh, that's the value. Cat pit, that's uh, $795,000. Um, the big Z is back. He's 43 years old. He's going to DC during the season. He'll be 44. That's, yeah. that's fucked. Uh, pretty wild. Um, don't know how those old knees and ankles are still bending underneath all that size, but good on him for still going. But like, I cannot imagine that guy not as much as you guys dislike the Bruins. I cannot imagine that guy not wearing the 
Boston Bruins jersey. See, that's what everyone said, and like, I I don't know. Like, I just I I I feel like I'm in the wrong on this one. So I'm just like I'm not gonna try to make my point too hard here. But like, I've never really considered him as like the face of the Boston Bruins. Like, I just haven't. Like, he was their number one defenseman, but like. When they were unreal in the early 2010s, like it was their goaltending and like he's never been the best player on the team. Four insane lines, you know what I mean? Like back when Marshawn was a fourth liner kind of thing. Like their their top three lines were great. Like they had Nathan Horton and fucking Savard and all these guys that we are now forgotten. And then like I've looked at this as Bergeron's team for at least ten years. So yeah, like Charles Norris years were. You know, yeah, he was the guy then, but he's like, ever, ever since then. Don't get me wrong, he was unbelievable. Yeah. But he, like, you know, a lot of younger fans, I think, forget this. Like, he played for the Senators for a while. He played for the Islanders, like, at the beginning of his career. Like, this is his fourth team. This isn't his second team. This is his fourth yeah. team, right? Yeah. And he gets the treatment, like, the other day on Twitter, where it's, like, almost the same thing as Henrik Lundqvist leaving the Rangers. Like, it's not at all. This was a free agent signing that it's unbelievable that he worked out there as well as he did because when he signed there he wasn't anything unbelievable so like i don't know it's just it's a weird thing to juggle it's it's not weird to me at all that he's going to be on another team i think of all the jerseys to see him in the caps kind of fits the caps have had a lot of weird guys end their careers there just because they've been good for 15 years like a lot of people forget Sergei fedorov retired uh washington capital you know like it, it's just it's it's where players go to try to win a cup at the end of the career. It's like a, you know. Yeah. Where would they get a heart condition? So Shara next week might Oof. see it's a heart condition. Ooh, wow. And He's already okay. a big boy. I don't know. How yeah. I mean, and the weird part about the signing, okay, there has to be some sort of a discussion here where the Capitals have promised him that, Minutes, he's, right? that he's playing. Yeah. Because... He signed on one of the... Like, I don't think he's very good, but I'm willing to admit... If you put him on a third pairing, he's probably still an NHL defenseman, right? I, I believe so. Like, he still is there. He's just... He's bordering on bad now. He signed on one of the only blue lines where it's like, I don't think he's in their top... No, he's like not. Like, if, if Kempney comes back, he's not one of their eight best defensemen. No. He's, like, the only guy that they have signed on their NHL team that I'm convinced he's better than is, is probably Trevor Van Riemsdyk. That's it. But he's not better than John Carlson. He's not better than Orlov. He's not better than Schultz. He's definitely not better than Brendan Dillon. Jensen, Siegenthaler. Like, their left side is Orlov, Dillon, Siegenthaler. He's nowhere close to any of the three of them. Like, that is a great left side. They don't get a lot of credit for that. Orlov plays left side? Yeah. So, he's listed as a right D because he can play his offside, but he's a left-handed shot. Okay. So, maybe they go Orlov, Chara on a pairing? Yeah. But it's just like it's just a weird thing. Like I genuinely think that he had to have been promised minutes because in a shortened season, say they go on to win the cup and he only plays twenty games and barely plays in the playoffs. Like unless he gets in in the cup final, which I would assume they would do, he wouldn't even get his name on the cup. Mm-hmm. It's just like a weird setup where it's like I looked at it and I'm immediately like, well, you might not be a part of this though, big guy. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Our closet is just a weird blip. Like a clause inside a contract, are they? Nothing, made something like that wouldn't be. Like that wouldn't like be you, something that we would never get access to. Like if that if someone reported it, but it it wouldn't. It's not like something like cap friendly actively keeps track of. You know what I mean? Because that's just that's just a well, like a demand yeah. essentially in a contract. Like 
you know. What they did report was, though, that he could not agree with Boston because they couldn't land on an amount of games where he would be promised to play. So as you said, uh, who who's the manager? Ted Leonis? Oh, he's the owner. He's the owner, right? Yeah, Brian McClellan. Brian McClellan. So somewhere in there, they must have promised him like a certain amount of games, or if we get to the cup final, you get in one game they somehow. They must have. I'm not. Like, they well, must have. I don't know. Like, and, I'm, and they I'm don't. They wondering... don't have to. They don't have to keep that agreement either. That's the other thing, right? Like they can just <laughs> get they can just fucking scratch him if they're worried about winning Game Seven of the Cup Final and he hasn't played yet. It's like, oh, well, fuck, the, the fuck you! Like here, we're trying to win here. The other you thing know? we haven't mentioned here too is that there it, it's on record. Char has come out and stated. There was a better offer on the table for Montreal. Didn't want to he do. He didn't it. want to go to do the border thing because his family's in the states. He wouldn't be able to come see his family, you know, with the borders being closed and everything like that. So, like, that'd be a fucked guy to see in a Canadian jersey. I'm, I'm just he wondering. Fit. All their blue line is just fucking big blocks that can't skate anymore. <laughs> yeah. He would have been perfect. I'm just wondering if Washington was the only team on the East Coast that offered this guy a contract, and he said sure. Because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, what's he going to do? Well, you can't go play in the AHL. Like I said. Yeah. Right, uh, Boston. They don't really seem to want you anymore. They give minutes to the young guys. Right. Well, so, and and that is one of like I don't know if there's a guarantee. Is what, kind of what I'm saying. Like if Washington's saying, "Here's a contract. Uh, yeah, we'll give you some money. Uh, you might not play a lot. What do you want to do? No one else is waving a contract in your face. Yeah. Maybe Z takes it. Well, who is Boston's fourth best left defenseman? Like who who who's taken Chara out of that spot? Like because uh, they lost Krug. So. <laughs> yeah, they did lose crew. My McAvoy, because like Carlo Moore, Clifton, and Lausen are on the roster as it stands. Chara probably is. Like, that is one team where he is still probably an NHL player. But it's only because Boston's blue line is all of a sudden pretty bad. And they're at a point. I'm not betting on it, but like, this is the third season in a row. Where we've been doing... Like, next week we're going to do our season preview episode, right? And we're going to sit down and we're going to go over what we think everyone's going to do. And this is going to be the third season of this podcast. And the third season in a row where I've sat here and said, This might be the year Boston takes a step back, man. Like, at, at some point they're going to. This It looked like they were set up to do the soft rebuild and just transition to being a new young group and being unreal. A lot of those picks didn't work out. Or didn't work out to the extent they thought they did. So... I see this as Chara maybe just looking at it and being like, I got one year left, I want to win a cup, and there's a team in my division that's offering me a contract that is going to beat the other team that I currently play for. So yeah, I'm just going to do that. Mm -hmm. Because, like... Is that something you do when you already have a Stanley Cup, though? I think so. He's won a cup already. I think so. He has nothing to prove in this league. But he doesn't owe anything to the Bruins either, right? Yeah, definitely Like, Like, it's going back to the conversation where... If he had played there for 22 years, and you know what I mean, like like even even Thornton man had has Thornton was in San Jose, I guess the exact same amount of time that Chara would have been in Boston, I think, or did did Chara was Chara still on the Senators after the lockout? Regardless, like they're similar situations, and no one batted an eye at all when Thornton was still on the Sharks and was like, I wanted them to trade me. And now everyone, like, I've heard, of, see, people seen people too, like, how could Zidano leave? It's like, well, he doesn't owe you fuck all. Yeah. Like, the, guy, the yeah. guy went there, he played there for 15 years, he was far and away your best defenseman from the moment he got there till the, till, well, not the moment he left, but toward the end, anyway. Yeah. 
won and, you a cup. And but but you only won him one cup. Like you can also make that argument where yeah, true. people look at Boston as like a legitimate dynasty, and I'm kind of in that argument. Like they were sick for 15 years basically, and they got him one Stanley Cup. They had two Vesna Trophy winning goaltenders. They had multiple guys that were like 40 goal, 100 point guys over that span. They lost a lot of guys who went to another team because Boston couldn't afford to pay them and got a fucking truckload of money from those teams. And they lost a, a number one centerman to a career ending injury. Like this is a team that tried and tried and tried and they only got him one cup because this year the coach wasn't wasn't good. The next year the goalies didn't get along. The next year, you know, like they couldn't find the right chemistry in the in the lineup and you know injury problems happened. But it was just like Boston is they got their cup, but they're San Jose-ish where it's just like they're a team of excuses at this point. I mean, if you want to leave, get uh, the fuck out of there. They did lose in game 6 in the cup finals twice also in the last decade. They did. They did. But it's still not a cup, right? But As San Jose also did. Are they going six. are they going to the fucking Stanley Cup final this year, Boston? In a 56 game season, I I don't yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Off, I wouldn't write them off. No charge. There's no a decent chance they even win that division. Like they were still really good last year. Maybe they don't take a step back. But if you're asking me right now, if I want to win a Stanley Cup, what team would I rather be on, Boston or Washington? I'm going to take my chance that Washington's going to take probably. a step forward this year. New coach. This is going to be probably their last run at it. Where's Pastor? I, I got a better feeling yeah, sure. about them. What? What's the injury? He had like hip surgery. So oh, he's he's fuck. out and Marshawn's out to start the year. So these guys come in and who wow. knows how who knows how healthy they are, right? David Krejci's been good, but has steadily been declining every year. So and, and they don't have any money to go out and, and replace these guys really. Like unless you put someone on LTIR, but then what do you do when they come back? Tell you what you do, you kick Zach Senshin's uh video game habit and then he comes in <laughs> to save the day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's one good thing, is Zach Sinitian's sitting at home right now playing <laughs> NHL 21, and he's got this all hammered out. A month from now, he's going to be in a player advisory role, and they're He's been playing franchise since 2016, just <laughs> fucking getting Guys, ready, eh? I got everything, uh, everything, <laughs> everything under control, and his hair's, like, standing up like <laughs> mine is right now, and he's fucking Charlie Day in that meme. Jake DeBrusque is a guy I think who could take a strong foot forward for Boston, though. Maybe. I think he's kind of capped out. I really like him, but I think he is what he is. I think I we'll like see. him because I like Louis DeBrusque. I do like Jake DeBrusque. Like even as a as a Leaf fan, I shouldn't, because he he's an asshole against the Leafs. But like, eh, he's good. I like him. Uh, Corey Perry comes off an eight point six two five million dollar contract and signs a one year deal worth league minimum with the Montreal Canadiens. Wow. For a guy who did what he just did in the playoffs, I thought he would get more than that, seeing as Montreal couldn't sign anybody. But you you, you really I don't know think if he that was, was that great in the playoffs? But he was great in the finals for Dallas. Yeah, he was okay in the finals. Yeah, I'll give you that. If we're going based off recency bias, I guess. But yeah. definitely, do you really think that was the best offer that he got? Is Montreal the only team that offered him a contract, you think? It looks that way. That might be a team that he just genuinely wanted to play for. Like, I've It's a weird team to be on, in my opinion. So I've had time to reflect. Like You're talking about Corey Perry being good with Dallas. I've had time to reflect on that that COVID cup that we had a few months ago. And I think that we're going to look back on the Dallas Stars of last year 
as being one of the weirdest teams to make it to a Stanley Cup final in the last 20, 30 years. He was one of their best players in the final. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Like, I think he had, like, maybe five points in the series. And really didn't show up for most of the games. Just kind of scored when they needed a goal. Like, him and Pavelski both kind of did that. Yeah. And that's that's a team that I think is going to take a major step back because you look at, you know, how they got there last year and a lot of those things... Like, they're, they're a team, they're poised to take a step back. They're old. And they don't have Sagan most of this year. Ben is getting older and plays a physical game. The bottom could fall out on him at any point. Uh, Hudobin is arguably their number one goalie now. He yep. is 34 or something, and he's like five foot ten. I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Been a 56... I mean, you're starting 40-plus games, right? right? Like, so, yeah. I, I, I think saying that Corey Perry was effective with Dallas, I think, is kind of a hard thing to say. I don't really think he was all that good there. In a situation um, like they were, he was effective, but that's not going to happen again. He kind of, though, I think... Like, I, I wouldn't have stayed in Dallas if I were him. I think it makes sense to leave. I think he's going to be the same level of helpful to Montreal as he was to Dallas. Like, I just, I, I think Montreal is really, really a weird team. And they're going to try to play this whole let's be annoying card this year. Because they kind of have to. And Corey Perry helps that. Like, that's yeah. all I can really say about it is just, you know, he helps, he helps the team want to win. He helps wake them up. He helps get his team going. And, and you know, you, you can hate the guy all you want, but he's fucking really good at that he's only missed the playoffs three times in his career you know so i think i think Some he fits on montreal win. at league minimum because they're not super amazing and i don't think he takes minutes away from anyone that's yeah. all that amazing either well how long has the public been talking about how montreal has no grit like no they can't rub anyone out of the else out of the building like cory perry is that guy yeah. Who, who does this game right now. I mean, in, Maybe. in Montreal, you could have 18 George LaRocks on the roster, and they would still say they're not tough <laughs> enough. If you're a fucking Canet Habs fan, you can't please them. But, yeah, I, 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 I do I do agree with you a little bit there. Like, I just, I think he he's the player in his prime that Brendan Gallagher wants to be. So I think it helps to have him around, because I think he can make Gallagher even more annoying, which is, as a Leaf fan, been waiting for that. Okay, so now you see what you're gonna do is you're gonna take your knee here and you see that goalie the little plastic thing in the bottom. Just gonna kick him. You want to give him a little kick. (laughs) That plastic part, and then boom, win the game. No goalie. As a Flames fan, I was so happy when they made the Canadian division because I was like, well, fuck, I don't gotta play against Corey Perry now, and now uh, more games than ever before they gotta play against him for ten fucking games. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I don't think he's just uh, for all ten games there, Corey. He is the ultimate Flames killer. Yeah, I, honestly, I think uh, the the thing that Corey Perry is going to be annoying the most is Montreal Canadiens fans. So, like, <laughs> or, or like, press members. The, well, yeah, uh, there was the uh, whole conversation. Uh, someone, I forget who, honestly, I don't even think it was a big, like, account or anything, but I saw a tweet where it was just like, oh, well, Perry is, like, the Canadiens' response to the Leafs signing Wayne Simmons. And it's like, great. We're all going to sit there and watch Perry and Simmons fight every game this year, and we're Habs fans and Leaf fans are going to look at each other and being like, "Look, I don't want this either. This is terrible." Yeah. Like I don't. I, neither. Like both of these guys shouldn't be in the league anymore. They're both not that good. It's going to be annoying. Uh, one but more. Not, not. One more signing to get to. Not the um, way they think. We're going to end on a local note. Mackenzie Blackwood signs a how many three-year deal worth two point eight per. 
the 24-year-old New Jersey starter uh, is, I wouldn't say cashing in. I, I, I think this is a bit of a bargain for the Devils, but three years down the road, see what it looks like. I don't know. What would you think of the deal? It's a I fine mean, bridge deal. Yeah, like it's, he's probably worth more, but he's also not in a position to get more. Like he just, you know what I mean? How, how, how would he bargain to get more than that? He played a year and a half on a bad team, which doesn't help you either way as a goalie. Like that's just, you can make any argument you want kind of thing. There's no real comparable for him to get more money. Like it's just, he's kind of in a, a, between a, a rock and a hard place here. So I think it's for, fair for both teams. I think it's good. Like honestly, I think it works out better for the Devils. But I mean, is Mackenzie Blackwood upset about getting eight million dollars? Probably not. So, hmm. you know, it goes Should... a, that goes a long way in Thunder yeah. Bay, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's like... the TN- TNA's legend, and in uh, Newark, I hear as well. So, and I mean, like you know, he's he's already got his house, so he doesn't need to buy another one. Like he's just good. Like that's just eight million dollars you just have now. Yeah, it's good. Well, he doesn't have it now, but uh, a couple new. Uh captains in the NHL. Ryan O'Reilly takes over from Alex Petrangelo in St. Louis to be the guy there. Uh, apparently Tarasenko not loving uh, that situation too much. Really? Yeah. He, he, was, he came uh, out and said something? Well, he, he it was leaked somewhere. I, I'm not sure how much truth there is behind it, but uh, the reports are saying that he is pretty, pretty upset that he wasn't the guy. The guy that can't speak English to the rest of the team is pissed that he can't captain the team. I mean, have you ever like listened to a Tarasenko interview? No, but I'm sure they're. It's like listening to Pavel Datsuk, who was could also barely a captain. speak. No, he? no, no, he was assistant. Yeah, Lidstrom's right. at work. Guy with unreal talent, but how are you supposed to be vocal to your your team? Move on the ice. Also, Ryan O'Reilly is a great captain. I oh, think. I'm, not, like, I'm not knocking the decision. I think Ryan O'Reilly is a fine guy. Just I thought it was worth mentioning that Tarasenko was unhappy. Definitely, O'Reilly, O'Reilly's a picture perfect captain. Like he steps, he steps in. He's a guy who got named the captain. I'm sitting here and I'm like, wait, wasn't he always the captain there? Like I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like he's played there for ten years and has been the captain the whole time. Yeah, he, uh, he certainly knows how to make an entrance. Definitely, the <laughs> <laughs> fucking Kool Aid man. Yeah, hopping through the wall. He will. Uh, um, he will certainly drive that team. Ooh, from, uh... <laughs> woof, woof. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Ryan Riley, new captain in St. Louis, and I like it. Uh, the uh, as I just found out today, uh, the the <laughs> Spurgeon General. No, not no, even his Spurgeon. name. Spurgeon. Spurgeon. The Spurgeon General. Spurgeon General in Minnesota. Because Stur- Sturgeon General would actually yeah. almost still be a thing. Yeah, would but... be. Um, yeah, he's the new man in Minnesota taking over from Miko Koivu. That's weird. I've never even heard Jared Spurgeon's voice in my life. All right. So, here's the problem I have with Jared Spurgeon. You ready for you ready for this? Last sure. you guys ready for this? Is so for a lot of years, all we heard was Louis Erickson is underrated, and then he's underrated, he's underrated, underrated, and then, you know, we'll watch it. He's gonna blow up one day. Oh my God, he's gonna blow up, and then he, and then he sucked. And then we look back on it, and it's like, no, he was just a sixty to seventy point guy. Like he wasn't underrated. He was what he was. And then for a lot of years, it's like. Oliver Ekman Larson is underrated. Ooh, nobody watches the Arizona Coyotes. Wow, you wouldn't believe how fucking good he is. And then now, nobody wanted him this offseason. So, maybe he's not underrated. Like, maybe Ekman Larson just is what he is, which is like a 20 to 30th defenseman in the league. And then constantly, for the last year and a half, I've gotten beat over the head with Jared Spurgeon is underrated. 
No, he's not. Nobody watches the Minnesota Wild. Like, hmm. he's he's good, but he's all of a sudden getting discussed like he's a top 10 defenseman in the league. Based on what? The guy had a like, Norris Trophy vote, too. Yeah. Like, no, like, don't... Well, yeah. <laughs> fucking Louis Erickson got a heart vote one time. Like, I'm all I'm saying is it doesn't... I just think he's like this new guy where we've kind of just... Nobody watches their games, and we've decided that he's underrated. Because it always happens with these American teams that don't get national games, like the Stars, like the Ducks, like the Coyotes, like the Predators, the Minnesota Wild. And Spurgeon's our new guy, where like all these fucking hockey writers have decided that he's the most underrated guy in the league. Who and he's just, he's just not. Because I, I don't I don't see that at all. I hear a lot all of, the time. He, I, he, I, he's in like everyone's top ten list and everything. Like everywhere you go, everyone talks about how good Jared Spurgeon. Right. He's, he's no. He's and good. I, and I think he's good. He's very. But good, I don't hear actually, underrated. I I hear like properly rated, maybe maybe a little overrated, but not well, underrated. So where do you consider him? He's well. He's the best defenseman on the Minnesota Wild. I don't even know Ryan if I Suter? agree with that, but okay, yeah, say say he is. Yeah, so, so he's a top pairing defenseman on a not great team. So where would you put him in the scheme of the league? Where does he rank? Top twenty five. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think that that's where everyone has him. Like I have him. He like uh, he's good. He's fifteenth to twenty fifth probably. Sure. But everyone has now decided within the last year. On all these fucking top 10 lists and everything like that. That he's a bona fide top 10 defenseman. And there were just tweet on tweet last year of just, wow, Jared Spurgeon's underrated. It was just constantly like, no he's not. He's properly rated. He's he's a top pairing defenseman. He's nothing more. He's nothing special. And I I don't think he's the best defenseman on that team. But he probably is going to be any, any day now. Hmm. You know, Suter's not going to be amazing for forever. Not amazing now. Uh, they should have. Well, made, neither of them are amazing, but they should have made Parise the captain because he's got like twenty eight years left on his contract. <laughs> and he's already done it before, right? So yeah, there it is. like I, I don't know. It's just a weird. Like I get that. I get that you just signed Jared Spurgeon for a fucking million years, and you're just assuming that he's going to be on the team now till twenty forty five. So it makes sense to make him the captain, so that way you can sell all these jerseys and shit like that. Yeah. But. I don't know, like, just go without a captain until you, until you have... Like, I guess he is a captain. I don't know if he really is or not. I've never even this heard is, his this voice. Is more, man, like... This is more so me just bitching that I think Jared Spurgeon's now overrated because of how underrated everyone thinks he is. Now you put a C on him and you're like, well, fuck. Now I think, like, I see him <laughs> rated as, like, a top 10 defenseman all the time, and now he's overrated to me. Like, that's not right. He's not. Hmm. Fuck him. Um, Get fucked. few teams left without captains as it stands, obviously. Uh, the big recent vacancy the boston bruins uh bergeron's team it's gotta be do they do they do it now or are they gonna wait a year i think it's gotta be bergeron's team it, it's been bergeron's team the last what, what would you say like fucking five to six wait, wait, years at least are like, we going through the captains yeah do the, the, the ducks have one gets Oh fuck! I keep I keep thinking he left with Perry. Like I still think they're just attached at the. <laughs> He's hip. still very good. You know, no, he is. Yeah. Like I was doing my uh, I was doing my because I have a fantasy draft well tomorrow night and well tonight I guess and then I have uh, another one next Sunday. So I'm doing my big ranking sheet that I do every year. Like I go super in depth kind of thing. And I deleted Getzlaff initially, and then I was like going through it. And at a certain point, I'm ranking centerman, and I'm like, 
No, Getzlaff is still a guy like you would pick in fantasy yeah. hockey. Like he's still fine. Gets like fifty points a year still. Yeah, like, he did forty two last year in a lockout bad. shortened season. It's pretty good. Or not a lockout shortened season, a pandemic shortened season, but yeah. Same so, thing. So so and then oh yeah, and then Ekman Larson. Okay. Yeah. I was just struck like I heard you say Boston and I'm like, wait, don't the other two teams Okay. Yeah, it's Bergeron's team. Yeah. I, I again Bergeron is a guy like you you could tell me that he's been the captain. He he could have been the captain when they won the, the cup. Captain. And I would be like, Yeah, that's yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. He is the captain of that team. They gave Chara the C Bergeron's rookie year. And so yeah, you're not gonna give it to the eighteen year olds, but he probably should have had it by the time he was twenty. And, lo- and looking back on it, like I'm old enough to remember Patrice Bergeron breaking into the league. Yeah. Because it was two years ago. And he never seemed like he was going to be the player that he is. No. Like, when he was young, he was not a great defensive player. He wasn't, like, any young player. Like, he just seemed like he was going to be, like, a good second-line centerman. It didn't look like he was going to be the Patrice Bergeron of the NHL. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, Detroit Red Wings still without a captain. Uh, is this finally the year Dylan Larkin gets the gets That's the next, the next team? Yeah. That's crazy. Eichel, Giordano, Stahl, Taves, Landis, Gog, Felino, Ben. Weird. Fuck, I thought there was way more. Uh, Red Wings, eh? I mean, I, we talked about it last year. Like, is Dylan Larkin a leader? Like, I don't know. I I think like, Larkin probably, but if you're gonna wait, I don't. I like I don't. Dylan Larkin's not like a slam dunk option. Sure, you know what I mean. I could see him being the captain of an NHL team. Um, like I guess if it's not gonna be Larkin and it had to be someone else on that team, it's probably Mantha. But. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily think he's a captain either. He's a good player, mm-hmm. you know, who's maybe a little underpaid. But that's about it. Maybe Iserman will make himself the captain again. He should. There's a decent chance that Steve Iserman would make that roster at this point. <laughs> that's a fucking awful team. Uh, the New Jersey Devils are captainless after Jesus sending Andy Christ. Green to the uh, Islanders at the deadline last year. Um, I, I think it's okay to wait a bit. I. <laughs> There's definitely no rush. <laughs> like, I would hold off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's probably he sure, but we should wait and see maybe a couple more years. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he he seems like he seems like he's just going to be Bergeron. You, you you could give it to Zajac now, so that way you can say Zajac had yeah. it kind of thing. You could give it to Palmieri. See, but and I, I I could see him leaving as a free agent in a year. So. I don't really mm-hmm. I don't know how how I feel about the whole like teams just. You don't having need to a make captain. a well, yeah. but what I was gonna say is like I don't think teams need to make this big thing out of the captaincy either. Like just give it to Zajac for a couple years, and then when you want to give it to Heisher, then make it a big announcement. But like just yeah. throw a C on Zajac's jersey, and and it'll it'll make him more money in jersey sales if nothing else. Yeah, right. Here's a fun one. I will PK Subban. Yeah, thirty-one years old. He's got to do something for that team. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm very I interested even to captain see. captain in his relationship, and you want him to captain wow. in an There it is. Wow. Uh, we were wow. asked to actually not to talk about that by PK. So if you could, yeah, respect his privacy, yeah. bro. Thanks. Sorry, Lindsay wow, told me to bring it up. Oh wow! Wow. Conflicting reports. Yeah. Slide in there pretty quick, aren't you? R.I.P. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's Zajac or Heisher. You're, you know what I mean? Like I, I like what you said there. Like Zajac. Like why not? Like why not just give him the C for a year? And if he retires or leaves, and big deal. Unless he's not he's a been leader, a good right? Soldier like, for the team, right? Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like you sure. said, like, like we were talking about with Spurgeon. Like, it's possible. Like, even though he's been on the team, 
and he does have an A. Like, it's possible Zajac is not a guy you want to be your captain. Like, yeah. maybe there's something maybe. we don't know yeah. about Travis Zajac. He yeah. seems like the most just average... He's a guy, he's going to play, like, a thousand NHL games, and I'm going to forget about him. And, th- like, the minute he retires, he's going to, like, exit my head. Mm-hmm. You know? That's fair. So, I don't know. I think he shares the long-term option. But. The New York Rangers remain captainless. Panarin. Um, yeah, I'm sure he speaks perfect English. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just bugging you. I, uh... You I got s- Kreider, you just signed to a new deal. We did this last year, yeah. and I'm pretty sure my answer at the time is still my answer now, which is I would go Mika Zibanejad. Mm-hmm. But not a, not a bad pick. I think I'm one of his biggest fans uh, outside of the city of New York. Yeah. So he's the only player listed here with uh, a letter on the jersey currently. So <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a big fan of Zibanejad. So yeah. I I think he's everything you want in a captain. Really, uh, I would just give it to him. Uh, they've announced that they won't have one for this year. But uh, it's worth bringing up that the Ottawa Senators uh, have gone with Brady Kachuk, uh, Thomas Shabbat, and Erica Branson as their gutter uh, <laughs> captain trio. Uh, I think it's 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 going to be Brady once he gets that big shiny new contract in a couple years. But uh, you know, it was interesting to see Shabbat get his uh, name tossed in the ring. He's uh, obviously a guy that's committed to the franchise over the next what six years now that he's got a contract locked up for. So. Uh, could be something there, I guess. But here's, here's a hot take, Jimmy. Who becomes captain faster, Matthew or Brady Kachuk? Uh, I would put my money on Brady Kachuk. Yeah, given honestly, that there's a vacancy that's, that's in Ottawa. A, but... No, but that, that's actually a good question, though. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah. I mean that that vacancy is going to come up in Calgary, but Calgary has a lot more. Like you could you could make a debate on some other guys in Calgary. For sure. I don't know. Like he would still probably be my choice after Giordano goes. At at this point, anyway. But I think Brady gets it pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, as soon as he gets, I the think next there's contract, another year. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you guys a fan of stripping a guy of his captaincy and then you put an A on him, like the the whole Joe <laughs> Thornton with Marlowe thing? Like, I it's I think weird. that is the worst it's, thing you could do to weird. a player. It was weird. <laughs> it was not only weird that San Jose did that. It was weird that they did it multiple times yeah. and, kept, and just so kept, the core, kept the core together. All, all three and guys every year yeah. would do the fucking office thing where they would look into the camera like Jim Halpert and shrug and be like, I wonder why we can't win a cup. Like, because you, don't have, you don't have a fucking culture. Like, your team's just a <laughs> fucking carousel. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's It's a good question. I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, if they're still part of the leadership group, you know, stripping a guy I don't really think is... Uh, uh, as big of a cuck move as people really make it out to be. Like, if the guy's just not your captain, all of a sudden he's not your captain. I don't really think it's a huge, huge deal. So if you give him an A instead of the C, that's, you know... Yeah, if he's still part of the leadership group, then go right ahead. Jersey sales, right? Like you, you said. That's yeah, all it is, man. That's all this is. San Jose raking in the dough. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a deal with Adidas, where, or at the time Reebok, where they just needed more jersey sales. I I honestly... Like, it's funny you mention that. I honestly think Hassel Plotner has... Uh, a stake in Reebok or something like that. Like I feel like that's really? one of the things he's a part of, yeah. <laughs> or Adidas or something like that. Uh, one team left, and uh, it's the one team that has never had a captain before. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights still sitting captainless, entering their fourth season of existence. <laughs> Is that Mark Stone's music idea? I'll give you the same answer I gave you last year, Mark Stone. But I mean, they have a lot of good options, right? Like they have they have two guys on the roster who are. Previous captains. Who are their, like, among their best players that were captains of teams. One of them won a Stanley Cup as a captain of a team, and the other one was a captain of a team 
that is probably the hardest team in fucking professional hockey to be the captain of. So I loved that quote too during the offseason. Eh? They asked Pacioretty about the trade rumors. He's like, well, I played it from Montreal for 10 years, so this is a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get Attaboy. used to it. Yeah, yeah, Pat, yeah Patches has got a good handle on yeah. that. That's I think fun. they got a lot of good right. options. Because, yeah. like, even they're not going to, but, like, even William Carlson's a guy who plays a game that you could see him being a captain of a team. Locked right? Like, he's for just a, a few years, yeah. Yeah, he's just a poor man's uh, Bergeron, really. Shea Theodore. So, I'd love to see Yeah, Shea, in a few years, Shea, that guy might be a guy. If, if you him. wanted to, like, establish your own, like, this this isn't a guy that we had to go out and trade for from another organization. We didn't steal someone else's captain and bring him to Vegas. Like this is Vegas's guy. Like mm-hmm. they've kind of groomed him. Yeah, he played a little bit for Anaheim there, but like he's he's a knight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, big time! And he he there's a really good chance that there's a really good chance that even as we're talking right now, that he's the best player on that team. I, I was just mm-hmm. gonna say I, that. Like, I I don't know if I'd go there yet. I still think Petrangelo is marginally better than him. And I think Mark Stone is... I, well, I think Mark player. Stone's the best fucking yeah. winger in the league. So, yeah. um, but there's a decent chance that... There's a decent chance Theodore wins the, Nor- wins the Norris Trophy this year. Mm-hmm. You know? I think the only thing that's going to hold him back is if they're going to play Petrangelo and, and Theodore together. They're going to put up similar numbers, but everyone's going to argue that it was Petrangelo. Right? You're going to have all those old, old hockey men being like, oh, Petrangelo, I know that name. And then he's just going to get the votes instead of Theodore. When in Theodore, reality... isn't he a goaltender for the Habs, I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, they don't know their goaltender names because they don't vote on that award. So oh, right. luckily they never had so to know sorry. that one. But, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the NHL season starts January 13th. Uh, less yeah. than 10 days, as I said. Uh, we're all very, very shocked. Um, yeah, I, I sat in this exact house two weeks ago and looked you in the eye and yelled, for five minutes about how there's no fucking way they can do it. Hey, it looks like they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really seem like it's all that organized. It's not going to be great. I still, like, does it... It doesn't feel like it's happening Is everything still. good to go? Like, did, like every, we know where everyone's playing, off, everything's good. Yeah. Like, every team, though, apparently. like, in America, everything's uh, well, fine right the, now. the Sharks have to play in Phoenix. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I Is that know, real? Yeah, no, I don't... I, I Honestly, I couldn't tell if you were doing a bit. That's no, a thing. I, I didn't know hear if you remember, that. like, back when coronavirus was just starting. Oh, right. San Jose County. I know exactly like, what you're going to say. Shut everything that. down. Oh, yeah. And they, like, the Sharks were, like, freaking out. Where are we going to play? So they had the same kind of rules set up in San Jose where, no, you can't play in this arena. So they're going to be starting the season in Phoenix. Funny enough, schedule maker, uh, Glenn the schedule maker, Sharks and Coyotes to open up. Uh... Technically, San Jose is the home team. <laughs> Gila River. I love Arena. it. I love it. It's hilarious. Here, here's my the, question. There's the big half moon logo at Center Ice. Sharks are pissed. It's hilarious. Why? Is there a reason that it had to be Arizona? Couldn't they have just played in like their minor teams? Well, I guess they're also San Jose. Couldn't they have just played in another California rink? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What, like, Probably all told are. them to get Like, fucked. Are they closest to Arizona? No. No, well, they're right outside. But they're, 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 they're more... LA. Are they? I thought yeah, they're, they're in the southern. Bay Area. Really? They're, they're right outside San Francisco. I haven't, I haven't looked at the map in a while, obviously, so... Haven't had to do a geography test in a lot of years. That's, that's fair. Hmm. But yeah, like, Vegas is closer. I, I don't believe it's because a lot of these other arenas in California, they have multiple basketball teams. Um, For sure. T-Mobile Arena, the UFC, does all their fighting out of there. Sure. That, that's you know probably what, just what made more sense. Would have, would have been a great fucking time to. Uh, well, yeah, maybe you don't want to be the first team into uh, oh, yeah, Seattle's arena. But... <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Climate so, change arena. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Sharks will be playing in, in Phoenix to start, which is kind of cool. Kind of hilarious. That's bizarre. I remember you... Couldn't make uh, one team work in the desert. May as well wow. try two. <laughs> Very what a What a disaster that's going to be this year, right? Like, it's not even going to be a pleasant team to play for. Nope. And then they also don't get to live, live at, at home, home, really. Nope. The, the one perk of playing in... in uh, for the Sharks was that, oh, at least I live on the fucking beach in California. No, you gotta play in the desert. Yeah. Good golfing, though, in Arizona. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, you remember back in the summer They'll be, before, they'll be poised uh, to do that early in the year. The, uh, the playoff started. You mentioned that before, like, the playoff bubble even started, that it didn't... Don't it wasn't me gonna, words. It wasn't gonna feel real until the puck dropped, even up till the day before. That's almost what this feels like right now. Yeah. Like, normally I'd be more excited if, like, you as a Toronto fan, I'm a Flames fan, I'd be, like, excited a month in advance. It's like, I don't expect to watch a Flames game in a week and a half from now type thing. Oh, yeah, it someone tweeted out that real. Joe Thornton was a Leaf in 10 days, and I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. But, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's happening. Like, wow. All right, uh, Hoagie's got his banana out. This is phenomenal. And I'm, I'm not making any sort of sexual joke there. They're from Guatemala. Yeah, man. Is that a Del Monte you got there? Yeah. Um, what do you got? I wish it was a Chiquita, but it's, yeah. yeah Chiquita is the way to go. Chiquita, Chiquita, Guatemala. Chiquita. Okay. Well, uh, hockey talk. Well, I should say the hockey talk. But uh, main episode is where we wrap that up. We got a couple, a uh, couple things to get to. We're going to do an underrated, overrated, favorite, least favorite tonight. But we also got a game. Oh, got a game for you guys. Ooh. Uh, a game of my own creation. So, oh. uh, here's how this is going to work. I've got three categories. You guys are going to go back and forth picking. Which category you want? There's a there's an easy, there's a hard, there's a there's a medium. I'm not going to tell you which is which. You get what you get. Uh, inside each category are four questions. Each correct answer is worth one point. At the end, you have to connect the four answers. Oh, we've played this. We've, yeah, yeah, I've done this. You got to connect the four answers that you get to figure out what the theme is for for the category. Okay. Well, if you yeah. get the question wrong, your opponent can steal the one point, but they cannot steal. The three points that you get for winning the correct connection of the theme. Player with the most points wins. So, um, uh, Mr. Bataglia, if it's okay with you, given that we have a guest, I thought we would allow our guest to make the first selection of the category. Sure. All right. Uh, So, Hogan, you can choose from the following categories. Uh, Cobwebs in the attic. Your goalie's more backwards than most. Or from first to last. It's a good band. From first to last. You want from first to last. Yeah. All right. So here's question number one. Remember, these are all worth one point, and Bataglia can steal if you get it wrong. Question one. He was the first rookie to be named All-Star Game MVP and is the only player to win the Hart, Art Ross, Pearson, and Masterton Trophy in the same season. The dead silence is wonderful uh, uh, currently for the atmosphere, but the listeners, you know, just talk it out, buddy. It's okay. I mean, definitely good to talk it out, but don't be afraid if you have a lot of silence because I cut these games down by a lot anyway. Normally, like I'll leave okay. in some silence, but don't don't worry about it. Just like play the game. Cut this out right just now. play the game. Okay. Yeah. Don't, um, don't worry too much. It's time to play the game. Can you read? <laughs> can, can you repeat the question one last time? Uh, yeah, man, for sure. Uh, he was the first rookie. To be named All-Star Game MVP. Okay. And is the only player to win the Hart, Art Ross, Pearson, and Masterton in the same season. Hart and Art Ross. And rookie. Pearson. 
and Masterton Trophy in the same season. But I didn't say that was the rookie year. I just he was the first rookie to win All Star Game MVP, and he's the only player to do this other thing. So can I do I steal this one if he doesn't get it wrong, or he, he just he gets it wrong? Yeah, you can. Because like crack I I feel like immediately when you said the first guy to win All Star Game MVP as a rookie immediately had a name come to mind but i find it hard to believe he did the other thing oh okay you know what i mean like i i feel like he's probably maybe won an art ross but i find it hard to believe that he's won the other i i can't see him having won a heart yeah i was thinking of one guy but you didn't say rocket richard it was all in the same year right you said like he did those four things in one year yeah yeah i don't i can't see him being a heart winner that's all There's one on top of the stove you can see. Um, I will take my one guess and go with Yarmir Yager. That's incorrect, sir. Ooh. Now, I don't lose points for getting my steal attempt wrong, right? Oh, no one loses points. Okay. Yeah. So I can just guess They're just hard willy-nilly. Yeah. I, I was quite certain when you said that the first All-Star Game uh, MVP as a rookie is Danny Heatley. He certainly did it, but it wasn't the first. Damn. Uh, Damn it. The first would have been a little guy in uh, 1985 named Mario Lemieux. Oh, Mario Lemieux. I was... Fuck. Mario Lemieux. I I was thinking of three guys. I was going to... Yager, Paul Correa, and Lemieux. And I Mm. chose Yager. It's all good, man. Uh, Question two. Center for the famed French Connection line in Buffalo... He's also the franchise leader for games played, goals, assists, points, shots, and game-winning goals for the Sabres. Pat Lafontaine. That's incorrect. Wow. Say the stat again, sorry, or say the, say the thing again. Uh, he is the centerman for the famed French Connection line in Buffalo, and he's the franchise leader for games played, goals, assists, points, shots, and game-winning goals for the Sabres. I didn't think he was the centerman of the line, but I'm quite positive it's Gilbert Perrault. Uh, that he be, mm. on both accounts. Cool. Fuck. So that Saw is... him in th- in a Thunder Bay uh, NHL uh, alumni game one time. Nice. He was here with, uh, like, fucking Bobby Hall or something was here the one time. It was crazy. Ugh. Yeah, it was weird. Nazi. Rick Vive. <laughs> it was a good game. <laughs> uh, all right. I, think that, I, th- I feel like it was that game where, like, a bunch of NHL alumni came to town and they just played, like, the cops or something. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, this is weird. <laughs> it's like the one team you're clearly rooting for because you know yeah. all these guys. And it's like, I don't. I don't know who any of these cops are. I'm seven years We've old. We've never met. Like, yeah, like, I'm, you know. Couldn't you do, like, the local media guys? I've seen him on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking that's Jonathan, Jonathan Wilson. Wilson of TVT News. I get that. Was Pat Lafontaine not part of the French Connection line? No. It was René Robert, Gilbert Perrault, and... Uh, La Mar- Poule à Martin. How Martin. long after Martin. did Pat Lafontaine play for the Sabres? Uh... LaFontaine showed up in the early 80s, 82, something like that. Gilbert Perrault was 71. Okay. Yeah. All right, question three, Hoagie. Registering six straight seasons of 50 or more goals in the 70s, he peaked with 60 at age 26, taking home his third straight Art Ross, Pearson, and Hart trophies in 1977-78. Gordie Howe? That is incorrect. Oh. Mr. Battaglia. Oh, is it Phil Esposito? Uh, no, that is incorrect as well. Can I oh. rebut? You're not going to point for it, but sure. It's Mike Bossy. It is not. What? Okay. It was Guy Lafleur. Oh, wow. I'm good for him. Yeah. 
All right, question four. First player to ever wear number 98 in the NHL. He is a former player, general manager, and agent currently working for the NHL Network as an analyst. The NHL Network? Yep. Um, I'm going to go with number 98. First guy to wear it. Wow. Um... <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Yeah, he's uh, got to be older then. What do I get the career span? Um, I wasn't going to, but I suppose it's not going to hurt anybody. Oh, I think I got it. I think I know the name now. If I'm thinking of the right guy, uh, eighty-three till ninety-three. Okay. Um. Fudge. Uh, it's definitely not EJ Raddick. Oh my, I didn't say fudge. <laughs> uh, pass. I, I can't guess. I can't guess. <laughs> wow, that's okay. really bad odds then so, uh, winning this one. F- fudge will be my guess. Alright, Big Fudge is incorrect. Uh, <laughs> is it Brian Lawton? That would be correct. Fuck. Yeah. For your second steal of the category. Now, here's the good news. I'm going to give you the answers back. And Bataglia can't steal. Okay. Alright. So this is all on you. What's the connection from first to last? Mario Lemieux, Gilbert Perot, Guy Lafleur, Brian Lawton. They're French? No. I'm not going to lie. That might have been my guess, too. Like, no. in, in, initially, anyway. Like, yeah, maybe Brian Lawton's from Sherbrooke or something. No, he's American. Oh. <laughs> oh shit. I don't know. I don't... From first to last? I don't think about Brian Lawton. Yeah. Uh... I, I will say this. Uh, this is the hard category. Okay. Yeah, this was the... Because I was going to say, this was the easy one. This is the tricky wicket. Uh, the correct answer... I, you, I, I assume you've... Oh, yeah, I guess French, so yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, they're all guys who were drafted first overall, huh. but finished their careers in last place. Mm. Their their team was in last place? Yeah, the, their last season in the NHL, they were on a last place team. The Montreal Canadiens were a last place team when Guy Lafleur well, Lafleur retired as a Quebec Nordique, sir. Oh, oh that's fucking so, right. There you go. All right. Mr. Brutes Bataglia, you yes, have sir. two categories remaining, and you have a two-point lead. Would you like cobwebs in the attic, or would you like your goalies more backwards than most? It's the worst lead in trivia, so... <laughs> <laughs> two nothing. Yeah, um, that's what they say. Wow, I neither of these sound particular... And like you said, the from, from first to last was the hard one. Yeah. These ones sound... Your goalie... Is more backwards than most is the most confusing category name I could imagine. So, <laughs> fuck it. Let's do it. Your goalie is more backwards than most. All right. Question right. one. It's hopefully it's all about goalies. Two-time yeah. cup-winning goaltender drafted fifth overall. Won Vesna and Calder as an 18-year-old rookie out of high school. Two-time Stanley Cup winner. Yep. Fifth overall. Yep. Vesna and Calder Vesna as an 18-year-old out of high school. High school. That's fucking. That's an old guy. It's gotta be fifth overall. That part. That part's gonna tr- confuse me. I think two-time cup winner. 
When did the Calder come into existence again? 1946. It's been around forever. Yeah. Well, fuck, that's no good. <laughs> Certainly doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> uh, fuck, Johnny Bauer. Okay, that is incorrect. All right. He won four Cups of Beliefs. Won four? Yeah. I thought it was two or three, but... Have, do you have a steal, Mr. Hogan? Uh, I do have a steal. All right. I'm going to need it. Okay. Just give me a second. Just let me check my phone here. <laughs> fifth overall NHL pick. It's like cheating in high school. Yeah, just yeah. give me one second, man. Um, oh, it's not Grant Freer because he won multiple cups with the Oilers. That was the guy who I was going to guess. Um, Jacques Plante. Oh, that is also incorrect. We were looking he won multiple with the oh, he did. We were looking for Tom Barrasso. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's fair. 1983, fifth overall. He won, won two cups? The Penguins. Oh, yeah. Oh. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess they didn't just ditch him the next year, eh? All right. Question <laughs> two. Goaltender that gave up the golden goal in 2010. Well, that's... that's... I didn't watch the game, so. Um, I honestly, I don't even know if I watched a minute of those Olympics. I I, I feel like it was it probably was Ryan Miller. That is correct. Yeah. Um, it's a child's play, Jimmy. Well, not for me. I didn't watch that Olympic. There you <laughs> go. I was in a van when that game happened. Debuted. <laughs> question three. Debuted in the KHL as a 17-year-old. Sure. Was the highest drafted goaltender in 2020. Oh, fucking uh, Askarov there. You're Oslav Askarov. Yeah. He's also correct. Cool. This is getting away from you, Ogie. It's 4 nothing leads the worst. Uh, question okay. four. The first black player to win the Stanley Cup as well as the first to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2003. The first black player? Yep. To win a Stanley Cup? Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Inducted <clears throat> in the Hall of Fame in 2003. Was he a good player? Or was he in as a, as a builder sort of thing? Oh, he's in as a player. Technically speaking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you can answer this. This is a goalie, right? There would seem to be a theme. This is the first goalie for the first black player to win the Stanley Cup. Those are the only clues, eh? First black player to win the Stanley Cup Hall of Fame 2003? Yep. He was the first black player in the Hall of Fame. Fuck. And he was a goalie? <laughs> like I feel like I remember this the guy I'm thinking of getting into the Hall of Fame and I feel like it wasn't that long ago but maybe it maybe he has been in all along and I guess he would have retired roughly four years before that oh man nah it's you know what it, it, it can't be right but I don't have another name I'm going Grant Fear that's correct okay cool that's my guess great alright here, here's the bad news Hoagie if uh, if Brutes gets the connection here, there's there's not enough points for you to come back and win this. Okay. So. Oh, the connection between the four goalies. Yeah. Barrasso, Askarov, Miller, Fuhr. Oh, I thought I had it, but Miller doesn't apply. I thought they were all right-handed 
goalies. That would have been nice. Should have been Jonas Hiller. Does, yeah. uh, does Miller not apply? No, Miller's a lefty. <laughs> Came up on a list okay. that I checked earlier. I'm I'm going to go uh, that they're all right-handed, uh, quote-unquote. Miller catches with his left. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was on the list that I searched up for right-handed goalies. Yeah. I didn't so, fact check. I apologize. So what does this mean for me now? Like, Well, it means that uh, you that's can't... That's not correct. Well, it means you it's can't correct, win. but not correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to him. That was the that was the correction. That was that was the quizmaster's fault. But well, uh, let, let's do the last we'll one just the, for fun. For fun, for we'll just for sure. fun. You know, we'll 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 team effort this one. The, the good news was that I didn't have a tiebreaker anyway, so someone had to lose. Cool. Uh, all right, Hoagie, you get cobwebs in the attic. Okay. Okay. Question one: Team with the highest all-time points percentage in NHL history. The team with the all-time highest points percentage in NHL history. Mm-hmm. Um, like from from like the dawn of time type thing. Like, well, yeah. Like we're not talking like including like an expansion type thing. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we're not going against each other, right? No, I guess not. So, do you mind if I just guess? Sure. I was gonna say the Tampa Bay Lightning points percentage. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got to be Vegas. It's Vegas. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> is Tampa Bay out there? I have no idea. I just wrote Vegas, down the number one. Team. Vegas has been like like I've I've looked at this before. There's no one even close because it's a, they've only been in the league three years. Yeah, they're the only team in the six hundreds. It's like I, I yeah, they're like oh, they're okay. like high. Oh, is it six eleven now? Yeah. Fuck they yeah. Wow. Well, they were like six ninety something yeah. at one point. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Uh, in the history yeah, of the franchise, nice. they have managed just one more playoff appearance than they have first overall picks. Ooh. One more playoff appearance than first overall picks. So it doesn't necessarily mean two playoff appearances and one first overall pick. It could be five. Okay. Um, well. <laughs> in the history of the franchise. Okay. Well, it's got to be Edmonton. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they, they've had like 45 first overall picks. So, um, Wow, that's, the, that's a Panthers? tricky one. Is it the Florida Panthers? No, it's not. I fucked up again. This is yeah? this is a brutal game. Yeah, oh, wow. they, they made the playoffs more than I thought they did. Who, who, were, you? who were you thinking? Uh, Columbus. Okay. Yeah. I, I was yeah. going to guess Columbus, but they've made it so many times yeah. in the last few years. Uh, yeah, that's fair. How, like, yeah, hell did that happen? Who have they taken first overall other than uh, other than Buddy? Rick Nash. Rick Nash. That's, that's it? it? Oh, you thought they only made the playoffs? Yeah. I, I literally thought they only made <laughs> not, the playoffs the last, like, two years. Not the last four, eight yeah. years, no. Well, um, this is crumbling around me. Okay. Well, whatever. So, yeah, we got, we'll who are the two stuff. teams? Vegas, Columbus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question three is, the third Canadian city to regain a franchise after losing their original NHL team. Winnipeg. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the connection is yet. Uh, right. Question four. First of the 90s expansion teams to reach the Stanley Cup Finals. First of the 90s? Had to be Tampa Bay. Hmm. No? No. Oh, I guess because, like, a, yeah, a team in the 90s could have made it in the 90s. So is it Florida? It was Florida. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the Florida yeah. Panthers made it to the Cup Finals. Ninety-six. Yeah, they're the Dallas Stars they of nineteen ninety-six for sure. They lost to the Avalanche. Yeah. When did Detroit? Ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Oh fuck. Yeah, Flyers, Capitals. Uh, all right, you've got uh, Vegas, Golden Knights, Columbus Blue Jackets, Winnipeg Jets, and Florida Panthers. What's the category called? Cobwebs in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not very helpful. Vegas, Columbus, Florida, Winnipeg. They're all dust? Mm-hmm. Well, that all-time point percentage would suggest otherwise. <laughs> they're dust. <laughs> subjectively speaking, they're all dust. Mm, but yeah. that doesn't apply to trivia, does it? Not subjective opinions. I actually like most of these teams. I don't like Florida, but... Uh, I have no idea. Spiders are prevalent in all their cities. Probably. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Maybe not Winnipeg. It's pretty cold there. I don't know. in the attic. This was supposed to be the easy one? No, this was the medium one. Okay. I don't even think that this... Like, this might not even be true. But, like, I I kind of feel like those are the four teams that maybe play in the smallest townships. And I don't know that that has anything to do with your hint, but, like... Paradise, Nevada is not very big. Sunrise, Florida is, like, four people. <laughs> I mean, yes. Winnipeg's. I think Winnipeg's smaller than Buffalo, though, as a city. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, clearly this isn't the point that you were trying to make. No. So. I'm going to say all four of their probably, all four of the arenas are from the 2000s and newer. Maybe. I don't know when Florida's arena was the, built. BB&T, but... like. 2000. Oh, they all have rat infestations, right? <laughs> right, yeah. right. Wait, no, yeah. that's only one of them. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, no, these uh, four teams uh, have won neither a President's Trophy nor a Stanley Cup. So there's no oh, banners. So there's just... Oh, okay. No banners. That's yeah, good. I like it's that. It's not a, not a terrible category. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's wow. a lot that haven't won the President's, but have also won the Stanley Cup. There's some that have won the Stanley Cup, but not the President's, so... Yeah, I guess like there's not even a retired jersey, technically, for the four teams. Is there? Does Florida have a retired jersey? I think they retired Luongo's. Oh yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they definitely were going to if they didn't get around to it yet. But. Yeah. Hmm. Otherwise, I think you're right. No, no cool. the other teams have retired numbers. Yeah, I, and then I also Dale realized Howard the Trump? flaw with the the four smallest townships thing is I think like I feel like 1.4 million people live in Columbus. Like that was just a bad guess. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Columbus is fairly big. It's probably bigger than Ottawa. I would. I would. Think. What? All right. I'll set. I'll set the over under <laughs> at 1.1 million. Is is number ten retired Taking in Arizona again. because of Howard Chuck? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One point one million in Columbus over or under. Um, over. Over. Hundred percent. It's like one of the bigger states in the United States. Columbus is a big state. Um, well, it's a, I'm, yeah. I'm advocating the city. Okay. Uh, so the met. We're going in the city or metro. Metro. You want to go metro? Take me to the city. I don't. I don't, I don't really care. Okay. The the estimated population of Columbus, surprisingly, is 898,000 people. Hmm. The metro, however, is over 2 million. So, okay. I'll, I'll give you guys that one. 
All right, well, that brings us to the underrated, overrated, favorite, least favorite portion of the podcast, where we will discuss a topic at length. And uh, here's something that's going to make everyone go, what? Uh, we, we haven't talked about the retro reverse retro jerseys no. yet. Nope. So I don't even like we've only done one episode in the season. I don't even know if we referenced them in that episode. Like I don't even know if that's come up yet. Yeah, these they uh, did a thing. These jerseys came out about eight months ago, and we just haven't got around to talking <laughs> with them. But uh, we're gonna do that now. And and our good our good buddy uh, Kyle Hogan's gonna uh, join us on this journey. Okay. Uh, so with that, uh, uh, Mr. Brutes, you're Earth. overrated. Reverse retro jersey. Or I'll join you on this jersey. I'm Kyle Hogan, ESPN. Um, <laughs> Here we go. My Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. My overrated um, reverse retro jersey is and and you know what? Look, like this is our 97th episode. We've been doing this a Hot while. Damn. The listeners have gotten to know me pretty well. I think over the course of this of this and. I would, I'm just I'm stalling to give people like the opportunity to think in their head what team I always have just never anything good to say about them ever, never, never have said a good thing I don't think ever, and I, the jersey is terrible and it's way overrated. I've seen a lot of people rank their top five and bottom five jerseys, and I have seen the Florida Panthers in a ton of top fives. That jersey's hideous. That it is. Definitely bottom five, maybe bottom three for me. It, it's really not good. And I've seen a lot of people be like, a lot of people be like, I'm getting one of these and all this shit. It's terrible. It's awful. It's 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 not good. It's not the worst one, but it, it's among them. It's awful. Okay. It's terrible. It, it's essentially their old jerseys that at the time everyone was like, these are terrible. And then they're like, oh, we'll just change them. And then 15 <laughs> years later, like, how about if we brought back those jerseys that nobody liked? And all of a sudden, everyone's like, yeah, they're sick. It's terrible. I hate that old logo. I hate the old color scheme, The the everything about the jersey. I think it's terrible. It's overrated. Okay. That's that's fair, man. Yeah. yeah. It's not my least favorite, but it's it's up there. Okay. Uh, Kyle, your uh, overrated reverse retro jersey. The most overrated reverse retro jersey, in my opinion, would probably be... It's not an essay, buddy. <laughs> I'm Kyle Hogan. In this essay, I will attempt to prove. Uh, the the teacher's like, speed essay. up, Kyle. Don't look at the cue cards quite as much. Um, in my opinion. <laughs> in uh, this essay, I'll talk about the greatest Russian goal scorer <laughs> to ever play, Alexander Ovechkin. Like, everyone did a speech on Ovechkin. When he first came into the league, every kid I know did one. I, I did one. And legit, like, again, like, I, I'm an English major. I've always been good at, like, writing things and stuff like that. It was a well-written speech just about a topic that three-quarters of the class couldn't give a fuck about. But it was well-written, so everyone voted for me to go to, like, the school thing. Like, the school thing where, like, each class has their best speech and everything like that. The teacher wouldn't let me go because she thought my topic was stupid. She picked another kid. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cool. Honestly, even I was like, that's badass of you. Cool. I straight up won the vote, but thank you. Oh, by the way, uh, the most overrated <laughs> retro jersey, in my opinion. Not that I hate the jersey, but if we're just going off overrated, I would probably say Philadelphia's. It looks just like their... It's like a combination of their jerseys from okay. 05 to right now. Not that it's a bad jersey at all. Yeah. yeah, I like the jersey, but 
for people to come out and say, I've seen people say, wow, it's so nice. It's, you know what I almost, I almost wish they did, but like they, it's quite possible that it would just be their old jerseys and not any different Mm -hmm. is like the thing on the sleeve, how the sleeve kind of like wraps around, around the forearm there all of a sudden, it just looks awkward. Like I wish it was just the black on the shoulders and then the arms just be like orange with like a, maybe like a black stripe and then white kind of yeah. thing or something like that. But like the idea that the shoulders come down and wrap around into the arms, it just kind of looks awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't yeah. hate it though. I, de- I definitely like them, but that's my spin on like the reverse retro. I wish they would have just brought back previously worn jerseys instead of trying to put a spin on what was retro before. Yeah, I guess that's the whole point though, right? Like, yeah, you can go out and buy a retro jersey anytime you fucking want right now, but of course, you know, that's like there are a lot of teams where they just kind of rehashed an old idea and it's kind of like you know boring and hackneyed mm-hmm. but there are a few of them where they just kind of took like a few old themes and it's a completely different jersey you know it's kind of cool mm-hmm. there are a lot of them that i think are just kind of ugly that i like just because it's like a kind of a cool combination and it's not something where it's like it's not something where if you told me that they were going to do this i'd be like yeah that's a great idea for a jersey but given the assignment you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, like you follow the guidelines, for sure. You yeah. know? The two that I'm specifically talking about there, like, I don't love them, but, like, Columbus and Washington. Like, they followed the guidelines. That's exactly what the NHL asked them to do. Would I buy either of those jerseys? No, probably not. But it's like, yeah, that's, I don't know, it's cool. You tried. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, my overrated jersey is uh, the Colorado Avalanches. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't hate the pick. I really do like the jersey, but that's. I can understand your point. I like the jersey because it's a Quebec Nordiques jersey. Yeah. It, it looks <laughs> looks like a great Nordiques jersey. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it's just it's so weird that Colorado's going to do this. Like the Jets aren't putting buckets of fried chicken around the bottom of their jersey. Yeah. Like why is the Avalanche putting Florida leases around the bottom? Like I get it. I mean, it's on the Nordiques, but like just close the chapter. Like let's let's. Let's do something else. We could have been a little bit more inventive, I think, with Colorado here. And yeah, I digress. Yeah, that's fair. And it's getting so much love too, right? Just because everyone's freaking out. We haven't had a Nordiques jersey well, in twenty five yeah. fucking years. You know what the thing freaking is? Freaking out for the wrong reasons. Exactly. You know what yeah. the thing is, legitimately about it? How many of these jerseys would you look at and be like, "Yeah, it's clean and sharp." A lot of them, there's just like a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it's just like clunky like they tried too hard. Clunky, almost. or it's like too simple, where it's like. <laughs> Red Wings just practice jersey. It's a practice jersey, and <laughs> stars are not far off from that either. You know, a lot of them are just like kind of clunky and gross, and that's why I like the Avalanche one. Is it's one of the only ones where it's like, yeah, it's clean and nice. You know, uh, your underrated jersey. Oh, uh, my underrated. Uh, it got a lot of hate online, and I don't really know why. I think Ottawa's is really cool. Hey, I had the same. I yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, <laughs> same underrated. Yes. Yeah, like it's okay. So the Oilers did this thing a few years ago where they're like, "Hey, how about we make an alternate, but we don't put any white or black on it? Because every 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 jersey has white or black on it. How about we do one where there isn't any on it?" And it came out, and it's like, "Yeah, it's okay." And you saw them on the ice, and it's like, "It's okay." Like that alternate's okay. I don't hate it, but it's not great. And then the Stars did a thing a few months ago where they're like, "Hey." gonna have a black jersey and it's gonna have like fucking lime green on it and everyone looked at it and it's like it's okay like i've made that exact jersey in nhl uh in a NHL before and yeah. create a team but i don't know how good it's gonna look on the ice like it's okay and then ottawa is like 
How about we just have a little bit of white on the numbers and the rest of the jersey is colored? And it looks fucking cool. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. that's a nice color where it's like, you're going to watch that on TV and you're actually going to be able to, like, it's actually going to look like a hockey jersey. Like, the Oilers one looks kind of awkward just because the colors. I know that Dallas one is not going to look good on the ice. Like, I just, I can't see yeah. how it's going to, right? Like, I still kind of like it, but it's like, I don't think that's going to work out. The Senators one looks dope. Like, it, it, it's really nice color. It's a good, simple design, but it's it's something that they've never done before. It's It'd be great. a great alternate jersey great. for them, man. Yeah, like, like, that's, it's one of the few where it's like, I hope it sticks around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see that for years, I think, anyway. I mean, it could be one of those ones where, as soon as it hits the ice, it's a disaster, but... What is the uh, rules for the jerseys for this year? Does it have to be you have to wear your reverse retro another team wearing their reverse retro on said night? I believe they're wearing them for eight games this season. No Just idea. like a reverse retro game? The, like, yeah, you each team is wearing their reverse retro eight different times. Oh, okay. But that was when it was planned to be an 82-game season, though. So I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what that new stipulation is. Yeah, I don't know. There's like less than half of them are white, right? So the, uh, half doesn't really work out. But Oh, It'd be hilarious, though, to see, like, the fucking Vegas play the Blues. And it's just a bunch of <laughs> ugly, ugly red running around the ice. You know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. probably also brought up before the divisions couldn't play against yeah. other divisions. I'll, I'll, I'll throw this in there, too, just for the sake of having uh, not an entire round go to the Senators. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the Canadians jersey is a little underrated just because Habs fans are so connected to that yeah. red jersey. I think that blue one looks nice. That's all I'm saying. It's weird to think of it, it as being in a blue it's jersey. It's fine. But it's, it's, it's a fine. nice looking jersey. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. Yeah. Like, the Canadians, again, are another thing that, like, because their fan base is so demanding, that they're in an impossible spot where it's like, you know, we're sick of the same jerseys. And then anytime they do anything, like yeah. even, a th- even a jersey that they literally used to wear, they'll do a throwback night and everyone's like, oh, that looks awful. Well, it's what do you what want? You like, this is, they literally used to wear this jersey. So they're in an impossible spot where it's like, how could they possibly fucking rebrand without it looking even worse than it already does? Because mm-hmm. their jerseys, I, uh, this, yeah, it might be the nicest jersey they have now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't like their jerseys. I'm not, like, super opposed to them because they just kind of they just kind of have to wear them now. You know, they've worn them too long. Yeah, they're just stuck with the jersey now. It's fine. It is what it is. And, like, it's not a jersey where I watch their games and I'm like, ugh, they look terrible. Like, they do look terrible, but I've gotten used to them, you know? Is it, like, a written rule or unwritten rule? Well, you've got a lot of questions, eh? It's so weird. It's so, (laughs) like, just before you even say anything, it's just so weird that the NHL has, like, a rule book on what you can and can't wear as a jersey. Yeah, that's, that's like, fucked. You know what I mean? Like, the NFL is literally, like, that one's fucked. But the NBA, it's like, hey, we came up with this jersey today. They're just going to wear it. It's just, a like, a white jersey with a bunch of dicks on the front of it. And they're like, cool, yeah. That's, Adam Silver's like, yeah, should sure. Be good. Yeah, we should be able to print them and sell them for $150 each and sell, a, like, a... 40 of them tonight. It's going to be great. We lost our tanks. We're just going to wear t-shirts tonight with the logo in the front. Is that okay? Yeah, no, exactly. That's like, fine. Just, so Jamal Murray just has these plain white tees. Can we just write Denver on the front of them? It's like, yeah, that actually might look cool. And they'd be cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They can get away with wearing whatever the fuck they want during those games. But the NHL has a legitimate rule book where it's like, uh, you can't wear alternates on Sundays. And it's, What are you talking about? It, it's like, oh, you know, uh, you know how you have like nine jerseys? Yeah. Pick what two you're wearing for the playoffs. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? 
What do you mean, what two? Why don't they sell Flames, these all year? The Flames, for like your team, yeah. literally like has like nine jerseys, and the NHL's like, okay, just pick what two. And then a few years ago, Winnipeg's like, how about we just wear one jersey the whole playoffs? And NHL's like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> what? Well, what? Like, we'll wear. How about we wear the blues for game three at home, but game four we'll wear the whites. No. <laughs> Fuck your white out. You're wearing blue. You're going to be the only people in the fucking building wearing blue. <laughs> <laughs> wearing not white. The fuck? Stupid league. What was, was your question, Hoagie? Oh, um... <laughs> fuck. The, uh, the original six teams, you right. notice that I'm familiar. they don't change their logos. Never have. Well, for the most part. Just they kind of that was actually though. their original logo, but if, if they do change... It's nothing drastic per se. Like sure. their color schemes have always been the same. Yeah, you've, you've kind of committed at this point. Exactly, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, do you, is that like a written rule at the NHL where these original six teams can never no. change? No. No. no, Boston's has actually. That's the one that's changed significantly over and over again on their jerseys. Like, it, it in a lot of cases, it's a variation of the spoked wheel. Yep. But like in the '90s, they just had a big. Bear, a that, bear that looked like shit yeah. on the front of it, you know. And, and, and the NHL's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can do that. The Rangers used to wear the crest in the 70s. Now they got the yeah. Rangers across. You can, yeah. you can literally just have a poop emoji for a season if you oh. want when you're the Boston Bruins. And like, okay, we're going to do that. Nice. And then they did it. Yeah, I've heard it's like a Those year year and a half process to like go through the league to yeah. say, I want to wear this jersey two seasons from so, now. So like, they had a rule. I think they brought it in in probably 2000 expansion where expansion teams had to wait four years before they could have an alternate jersey. Mm-hmm. And now, for Vegas, they're just like, yeah, you can have an alternate jersey. You can have two of them. Well, They've been in the league three we years. We're going to do it for everybody else. Exactly, so right? you can have one, and, too. And like, but don't pick a logo from your, like, it's got to be something from Vegas that doesn't have to do with you guys. What? <laughs> like, why even have the rule, though? It's yeah. just like, what... Oh, we're we're gonna actually cap out how much money you can make us in our first few years. Oh, smart! That's a good business plan. For what? Like, what's the point of that? Oh, so we can sell more of your main jerseys. Well, if you have to make a rule to try to sell more of them, the jersey ain't that good. Very true. True. Uh, your favorite of the reverse retros, sir? Oh, uh, far and away, it's the Arizona Coyotes. That's one of my favorite jerseys I've ever seen in any sport. And I'm fine with even admitting that maybe it isn't that great. I love it. Love it. It's I've, a bold color. I've never seen that color on a, on a hockey jersey. Like, as a main color. Mm-hmm. And that's my only reason. I just, I think it's awesome. I think the, uh, the sort of... Is it blue or purple? Like, what it's, you purple. it's purple. It's purple? It's purple, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I like the idea that, like, the, the design on the bottom... Instead of just doing basic stripes down there, it's actually like a, a scenery kind of thing. Mm. I mean, it sort of looks like a taco. The Ducks taco did a scenery bag. thing too, I think. Yeah, it's like a sprite can. <laughs> they sure did. Yeah. <laughs> that Arizona one is sick, though. It's right. awesome. Like oh, I, I like I, how they got the head there. They didn't do the whole body logo. The head that was the right call. I'm gonna buy one. Oh, so nice. Yeah, there, man. I what I name? Really like it. On the cut, see, that's the problem, isn't it? Though. <laughs> Like, Derek Broussard. That's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's go. He'd, oh he'd sign it. If I'd be the only person buying that. So, like, yeah. I bet you if I just said to the Coyotes, hey, I'll throw in an extra 40 bucks if you get Derek Broussard to sign it. That'd be that'd Derek, be we need you to sign it. Imagine having that in my rec room in, like, 15 years. Someone comes down there and, like, what the fuck is that? 
Oh, it's the Arizona Coyotes reverse retro Derek Brassard jersey. Cool. What are the Arizona Coyotes? Who's Derek Brassard? What's reverse retro? Why do you have that? How much money did you pay for it? And why is it in a frame? It's well, Kyle, it's, it's thank you for asking all those questions. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I have to set you up for this one, Hoagie, but what's your favorite reverse retro jersey? I, obviously, it's is the it Flames, the one you own? But but I won't. Yeah, it might be the Matthew Kachuk Blasty jersey I have. But, you know, Blasty. I will... Uh, what a fucking name, Blasty. I will, there's there's <laughs> no way... There's no way he was always named Blasty. They just made that up, like, <laughs> like six months ago. Years. Like, the Berenstain Bears thing, where it's like... <laughs> they were always the Berenstain Bears, and it's like, no, they weren't. You just changed it, and now you're fucking making this up. Like, it's the same thing. The Blasty was never a guy. That was never a thing. I think he was. But... <laughs> I just never heard that. I it's used so to think weird. it was a dragon, but... So did yeah. I. When I was a kid, yeah. But um, to remove my bias, I won't say that. My my second favorite reverse retro has got to be the Los Angeles Kings. Man, same. Yeah. That is, it's just... That's, that's fair. A, that's my favorite logo. Not that it's even like... It, I guess it's reverse retro. It's just... It's clean. That it, I would get by with them wearing that jersey. Man, they nailed the reverse thing. Yeah. Like, they Absolutely. took the color scheme from they took, one and they the took logo. two old jerseys, oh turned it into one, and and like the king, the kings are in a good spot because the kings are one of like might be the only team in the league that's been around longer than like three years that has never had a bad jersey. Hmm. Like they've never had bad ones. Like even these current ones, people are like, ah, they're not that great. It's like, but they're still clean. They're just kind of boring, you think. You know what I mean? They've I still never think they fucked up their jerseys. They've team. never really fucked yeah. one up other than the Burger King jersey. Which, <laughs> even looking back on it, it's like, even if they wore that for eight games, I'd be like, yeah, it kind of kicks ass, not, you know, yeah. good for you. So, um, I, I yeah, I agree with you. It's a really nice jersey. It's up there for me. Like, yeah. that's a top That's a top five or six for me, probably. Uh, not not one of my favorites, but I just want to I, I give this one a shout-out because since, since we have an opportunity here with the, the Kings, you know, both of us, I, I want to commend the Florida Panthers. Okay. Because, like, holy shit, that logo I know they exactly have what you're about to say, actually. Bad. You know, the thing. The, so, Florida is like reverse of LA, though, where it's like they never had a good jersey. No. So, what were they supposed to do? But, like, they could have taken their logo now and done something weird, right? Like, it's like. They just made the right call. Like, I know we have this new logo, but we're going to bring the old one back, and that's probably the right call. It's like a kid who's failing art class, and the final art assignment of the year was like. Take all your old assignments and turn them into one big art project. And it's like, oof, I got like a 40% mm. in this class right now. So, you know, it's yeah. terrible. All right, your least favorite, sir. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, it's worth noting that I think most of these are bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, most, I, I think of out of the 31, there is maybe, I'm just scrolling right now. Eight or nine of them that I think are okay to good. I think most of them are terrible, and I don't like. I don't even know if it's because they're my favorite team. Like one of the ones I thought that was the worst is the Leafs, and the more I look at it, I'm like, eh, it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's gotten to okay for me, and I thought it was one of the worst. There is no way you will ever convince me that that fucking Vancouver Canucks jersey is a good idea. That that <laughs> it looks like peppermint gum, like it, it or like it looks like a Listerine bottle. It's so Sprite. It's yeah, it looks like a Sprite can from the eighties. It's awful. That is awful. They have the most jerseys of any team 
in professional sports history. Like they have 4,000 different jersey designs that they've worn over the last 40 years. Not really, but they have so many options. And they're like, you remember that ugliest alternate that we ever had? How it like faded from one color to another? Yeah. You know that really, really ugly logo we have of the whale? Yeah. (laughs) You know like the two ugliest colors we've ever worn? Yeah. Let's do that on a jersey. It's awful. It's awful, awful, awful. I I feel bad for them though because they did have... They just had like the 50th anniversary where they came and they oh. brought the obvious choice out oh. of the closet. Yeah, like, I thought uh, that would have been it. They, really? They had the, the bad timing, I think. I'll they, give them the break there. They but. have one of, the, one of the worst jerseys I've ever seen in NHL history. Like that is... <laughs> and there's a few of them on here are, um, are in that conversation. I remember a few years ago, or like a couple... Yeah, two years ago we started the podcast. We did a top 10 worst alternates of all time this would be probably fourth or fifth for me it okay. is horrendous wow uh bad getting up there <laughs> honorable mention uh the other the next 20 jerseys uh vegas what no i'm just kidding <laughs> hoagie least favorite um it might not be a bad jersey but just looking at it really hurts my feelings uh t- the tampa bay lightning reverse retro just gives me shades of I, 2004 I oh okay i see what you're saying and uh they changed their logo after that year uh that they beat calgary so just looking at that just that really, logo hurts you that it crushes me inside so, and i really 3d lightning bolt yeah. If, you, know, you know that thing that doesn't actually exist in, in the world, that 3D lightning bolt? <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, Kyle, that's not even the team you cheer for. The Leafs took uh, the worst time it ever was to be a Leaf fan. They're like, hey, how about we bring back that logo? You <laughs> can look remember, at that remember, all the time. Remember Harold Ballard? Why don't we bring back that <laughs> you, you remember logo? when like the most popular sports team in uh, North America was like, uh, you know, getting run into the ground by this billionaire? Yeah, how about you? How about we remind you about that Let's every time that the Leafs more money. Yeah, and we're going to make the best player in franchise history fucking wear that like eight times a year. Cool. Yeah, besides my bias of hating Tampa Bay, I hate Pittsburghs. Okay. So much. Interesting. I am not a fan of word, like just a word for your logo. Okay. I appreciate I like having a logo. But you see where I'm coming from, though? I believe like you should have a logo. Not, I not guess, a, I, I think letters. What I'll say about Pittsburghs is I think that it's a fine jersey that I'm also mad that that's what they did. Like, because, they could have done like, a lot more things. Like, it's it's tough. But the reason I don't hate it is because I love the black jersey, of, or version of that jersey. Like, the actual version of mm-hmm. that jersey that it's based off of. It's pretty cool. The problem I had with it initially is I always assumed there was a white version of it. I didn't realize that there wasn't. So I'm like, oh, so you just did the thing that the Islanders did and you just took your old jersey and re-released it? But once I realized there wasn't a white version of that, I, I don't know. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Do you hate Vancouver's jersey more than the Islanders with the fishermen? Oh it? yeah, I actually, <laughs> I actually kind of like the fishermen. Like almost ironically, at this point, like I would wear the shit out of that jersey. But don't get me wrong, at the time, back in the day, yeah, I thought it was fucking hideous for sure, and still kind of do. But I would actually rock that jersey. Love that jersey. We should get a bunch of Miro Shatans and wear them at the next Cooch. I'd be a Palfy guy myself, but... <laughs> that jersey's mere existence is what makes the Islanders going with what they went with so baffling. That's the thing, Yeah, right? that, that, like, they could have used that. Oh, like, that's the only other logo they've you, used, right? Every Islanders fan on Twitter is like, 
fucking yes. Oh, they're gonna do it. Fuck yeah. And then Lou Lamar was like, Era, how about we just wear the same jerseys we always wear? They're releasing shit, like, through Vans. Like, the Van shoes have the old Fishman logo on it, and everyone's like, it's coming! Here it comes! And then they just punted. Complete letdown. Hey, I'm going to release the jersey that John Tavares used to wear here. That's bringing back good memories for sure, Lou. Alexa Yashin. Alright, so here's here's my least favorite. Of the five teams in, in the NHL that have, like, a history of having green in their jersey, okay. none of them decided to go with a green base. Okay? And I think that there should be more green in the NHL. Okay. That being said... <laughs> okay. Here we go. The team that went green... I know you hate Christmas, ...should but not come on. have gone green. Oh, God. The New Jersey Devils yeah. need a black jersey. Like... A priest needs a church. It's like, like yeah. it's like they're doing a bit now, where it's just oh like they know they, they bring that type of jersey back they every know other year. How many people have wanted them to literally just put the logo on a black jersey with red stripes? Oh Basically, the Senators jersey, yeah, but just yeah. black with like red, red and white stripes. And every single time they're like, "Oh, we're putting on a new jersey." It's like, "Fuck yeah!" And then they're like, "Ah, here's remember the new the, jersey." Remember the eighties? New Jersey. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Oh my god, it looks so hideous. Like, they were doing, like, the 80s were bad for them. And then they got to the 90s and they started winning some cups. And you know what? I think it's because they got rid of the green. And then they're like, hey, what if we brought back the green? And hey, now they kind of suck again. So like, yeah. I'm thinking it's the green's <laughs> fault, not going to lie. It wasn't Stevens or Roder, it was, it was the green. Yeah. yeah oh, you're going the wrong way here, guys. Less green. Less green, more black. It's, it's sort of shocking that none of us took the Red Wings. Like, I feel like the Red Wings... I think it's, it's just an unwritten rule where everyone expects it. It's just terrible. so it's just so like nothing that it's like it's hard to call it bad because they didn't even do anything. It's still like, clean. They didn't, like <laughs> the like them thing. and the Islanders didn't even participate in the assignment. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's just like well they didn't hand it in, so it's like how do you really how do you get mad at them? Mm-hmm. It was a weird choice, that's for sure. Honorable mention: What did you guys think about the Rangers? Love it. Lo- yeah, Statue Love of Liberty. It. I I like. I like Malik. that that's what they did. I don't Merrick like Malik. the jersey at all, but that's all that's I think fine. about. I like. I just. I love the logo so much that I'm not even mad about the jersey. I just. I think the jersey's bad. But okay. Whatever. Did you like it how it was before when they had the statue? Yeah. Like you, it's okay. just like there's nothing going on. There's two stripes, and the logo looks like very disproportionate to the jersey. It's, like the it's logo, really low. The logo's low and it's. Like way too big, I think, for where it is on the jersey. It just looks, I don't know, it looks bizarre. It also could just be the model, uh, you know, like <laughs> Fabio there. Hmm. But it's a good looking guy. Yeah, well, he did the he did the Penguins ad too. So oh, that's uh, why I hate the Penguins. Looks, looks pretty okay there, I think. Oh yeah, it's got to be Fabio looks, then. Looks a little better. Yeah, it's just Fabio then. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. Okay, well. uh don't uh, don't look for us to give away any reverse retro jerseys through the podcast. Uh, we are the only podcast that are not giving away a, uh, a jersey from the reverse retro selection. Apparently, that's the that's the deal with these things. They're so hideous that they're now just giveaways for anybody and everybody that can have a platform. How about this? So, nice. uh, I'll, I'll do this. If this episode gets twenty retweets, the twentieth retweet will get uh, to also sign my Derek Brassard jersey along with Derek. That's Brassard. pretty cool. So. Hopefully it's someone pretty cool that retweets it. Yeah. <laughs> Just Derek Brassard, 16, and then like really scribbly underneath, Cody Fraser, 28. <laughs> like, cool. 
You haven't worn that number in years, but <laughs> all right. What if he only wears like a single digit? Are you going to get them to sign the same digit? Like, what if he's number nine? Are you going to have two number nines? Yeah. Well, hopefully the person that retweets it didn't wear nine in minor hockey, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, this has been um, fun. Uh, we are uh, wherever you found us for this episode. We're on that streaming service. We're still there. Yeah. Do that again next time. Um, and other than that, I guess we'll talk to you in a week or so uh, with our recap on the World Juniors and our preview for the NHL season that is uh, set to kick off. I really hope nothing else happens because we're gonna that'll be busy. So yeah, we'll be. Yeah. And our thanks to Kyle Hogan for joining us today. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, I hope you uh, enjoyed your banana and your beer. Yep, great uh, combination. Underrated. Yeah, sitting well? <laughs> um, I had heartburn after the beer, so that's why I wanted a banana. And I haven't had any two, heartburn since. Two foods notorious for uh, not sitting well in people's stomach. And uh, you went for it, so good for you. I'm going to get some pizza, probably. Anything yeah. to uh, shout out? Do you have any... Any, any projects you're plug? pushing, or...? Uh, yeah, don't drive all the way to Atacoke in Ontario to PJ's Pizzeria and get their pizza and then drive all the way back to Thunder Bay and review said pizza because it will have stuck to the box like a Dairy Queen blizzard when they turn it over. Leave the pizza reviews to the professionals, folks. Exactly. Mm. Trademark. Oh, yikes. Gonna have to bleep that. Bye-bye. I'm only halfway up the stairs, not up or down. I'm only halfway up the stairs since you let me down. So won't you tell me, tell me please what you're gonna do? Cause you know I wouldn't be halfway with you I don't want to seem impatient And please don't think me fast But we've got something going And I don't want to let it pass So won't you tell me, tell me please What you're gonna do Cause you know I wouldn't be halfway with you I don't wanna seem impatient And please don't think me fast But we've got something going And I don't wanna let it pass So won't you tell me, tell me please What you're gonna do Cause you know I wouldn't be halfway with you